1: And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. See you at the shows. You're listening to a Countout podcast. and welcome to ring post radio the only show uh that uh is still rearing rearing is that the right reeling reeling that's the word you want from a from a a, a momentous moment you're reeling
0: so much that you didn't even know the word
1: I'm still recovering. That's what I'm doing. That's another R word. I'm Speaking of another R word, I'm Ryan. I'm your host of Ring Post Radio. Great oh, yeah. transition. I think that's one of my top transitions of all time. Uh, and with me, as always, the man, the myth, legend, Scotty. Scotty, are you reeling? Are you rearing? Are you uh, recovering from uh, I, Survivor Series?
0: I have yet to fully realize what happened. And like I'll explain why. When we get to it, but, uh, man, pro wrestling is the best. It's just the absolute best. There's nothing better. There's nothing on this earth that could be so, ah, uh, it's just the best. It's just, the best.
1: yeah. So, uh, big time news coming out last week and we joked about it, by the way, folks, that if you don't understand what, we're, what we talk about on the slack in between recordings and whatnot, we joked about it. Ah, you know, Scotty, this is a little bit of a light week. Unless we get some big news coming out. We're going to be uh, just pulling out topics left and right. We're going to talk about the NWA and the CW app. We're going to talk about MLW. We're going to talk about your local indie. We're just going to pull in topics left and right. We need something to pad the time for the episode. Uh, and then, you know, WV drops a big old <laughs> deuce on that. Uh, and that deuce, I guess, in this instance, is the name CM Punk uh we'll just get straight into it not not, maybe i think that's my worst transition of the year um so after nearly a decade cm punk is back in wwe of course uh after working in a w after getting in several fights uh and ultimately being fired by aw at survivor series last night if you're whatever reason watching this and don't know cm punk returned to wwe last night survivor series in the hometown of chicago um there's been a lot of updates and news that are coming out now for both sean ross Sapp and dave meltzer and a bunch of other people um talking about it but we'll, we'll we'll go through all these tea leaves in a moment scotty give me your thoughts what are you thinking about the wwe return of one cm punk
0: It is as surreal as it should feel. Uh, And when I say that, 10 years ago, I was was a teenager, heartbroken that CM Punk had left WWE and probably was never coming back, right? Like, every time they went to Chicago that year, you kind of got your hopes up. Uh, They even went as far as playing CM Punk's music and having Paul Heyman walk out there and pretty much say it's never going to happen. As the years went by, I'm someone who just gave up hope. And I said, okay, he's never coming back. He's not coming back to wrestling, let alone WWE. Then, of course, three years ago, he comes back or two years ago, whatever it is now. Uh, he comes back at AEW, and it's one of my favorite wrestling moments ever, ever. It's a, it's incredible. It is what many call like the ultimate shift for AEW as a company when he officially walked in. Right, it was him, then Danielson. Right, like it was, it was just this unreal year-long run that the company would go on to have before you know, shit at the fan. Uh, but it was an incredible year. And when he left AEW this time around, I had accepted that he was done. I said, "You know what? CM Punk versus Samoa Joe is a perfect way to go out. You know, this is far better than the last time he left pro wrestling. I'm happy. He did it in the you know the biggest stage with eighty thousand in attendance. I'm good." Like, I know the circumstances and what happened. Most people just can't stand the guy, and I get that. I totally get that. But as a longtime CM Punk fan, I was happy with how it ended. Fast forward to last night, Ryan. I never, ever really let it get into my mind or my heart that he would be coming out and doing anything in wwe ever again because everyone needs to understand how bad it was when things ended this guy was sued by the company that he now works for
1: he also then did another suit to them via their doctor who still works in the company he
0: sued the doctor he lost freaking colt cabana as his best friend because of all this like you don't understand? He got served his firing papers on his wedding day. I never gave any belief to the to the many people saying "Oh my God, what if he? What if he comes back? What if he comes back in Chicago?" Not for a second, Ryan. Not for a single second. And you know why? I know that's true because we never talked about it on this show. We were like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, not like, and no one was sold on it. And maybe that's the best part of it. No one knew going into this show, you know. Sean Ross Sap, Dave Meltzer, they were like, It's not happening, but it's wrestling, so you never know. Like, that's the only way they could look at it. They said it's going to be the best kept secret they've ever had. Yeah. Well, it was. And, see, and and the way it unfolded and how, you know, Triple H does his usual uh, let's put up the little banner to say it's over, like the baby face is celebrating, and then that music hits and Chicago loses their mind. I yell multiple things out loud. I was very, very rattled. I I, I don't know if it's fully registered for me yet because it was so short right we got the music we got the pop and then the show went off the air
1: yeah it was really like two <laughs> minutes it was like it was like what I, I i literally sat in this chair right here in this corner <laughs> watching the television being like what and then it, <laughs> in a full minute pause oh my god uh, and then here, a full I'll, minute and then the show's over
0: <laughs> obviously i've never have had a problem uh, swearing on the show but because we're on youtube i'm gonna be nice i will just say i yelled holy bleep okay you could you can decide which word it was uh but i was just i sat there stunned and now there's the ramifications to deal with right like the fact that he's actually back
1: yeah but- okay. all right this is a big moment what the hell does any of this mean? <laughs> but uh, Welcome I... <laughs> Gwyn Evans back in the chat. Appreciate you watching the show. Over under on how long this punk run lasts. Another great question. How oh, long is this There's last?
0: so many questions. <laughs> the one thing I will say before we move on is that I my two of my most favorite moments as a wrestling fan are CM Punk coming back. I'm just telling you that now. This is up there because yeah, we
1: got it happen twice in the past three years.
0: I tried not to make myself believe the first time
1: mm-hmm. it
0: happened, even though it was reported. And it's like, okay, we're doing this whole thing in Chicago. It's like, all right, it's definitely going to happen. But it was yeah. still like, I don't want to get let down. This time, this was just, this was absolute shock. Absolute, like, it, it is insane that this man is back in the WWE. And with that, ryan wwe concludes its banner year
1: as a pro wrestling company i i i I never in my mind did i ever think that cm punk would ever return and let alone he's returning in this wwe this this year this is a banner year for the company and now you i think it was like trevor Dame tweeted out that he's like this isn't like they like Dave is trying to make the argument on the Observer radio last night of like, you know, the tickets have gotten a little soft, but they're still hot. But the tickets are a little soft now, and they, they just sold more the,
0: tickets for this show than they did WrestleMania 20. <laughs> uh,
1: a great point, a great counter. Um, and obviously, they still have the Raw deal, uh, TV deal up in the air right now, yeah. Um, and so it's like, oh, you bring in a top star. I agree with Trevor Dane. We tweeted out. This doesn't feel like WWE needs him. This feels like you're running up the score. This feels like, oh, why not? Let's bring him in. Uh, I am shocked. Uh, I I am dumbfounded. I am flabbergasted. Uh, I mean, let's just go through some of these notes, I I think. (laughs) I I just want to say, I
0: have the, you know, like, you know how he has uh, for his song, he has like the, the uh record scratch thing sure i have the wwe version stuck in my head and i have for years i've used that for multiple like projects just the record scratch itself Mm because it's like perfect when i heard that i i think my jaw dropped to the floor i was like no no freaking way (laughs) i was like there's no way i didn't even have to hear the song so i you know it's funny someone tweeted like something about this firebird i was like did he come out to that i was like i don't even remember what song (laughs) played that's how like lost in the moment i got but uh yeah let's get into it because there's a lot to get into huh
1: yeah so obviously i think the number one thing is did people in the ring know uh, who knew about cm punk's return according to Dave and Sean Ross up various people. um, I think even Triple H made this basically saying that Triple H knew and Nick Khan made the call. Vince McMahon had zero and nothing to do with this deal. Apparently Mm -hmm. it was just Vince McMahon and CM Punk had a conversation Mm -hmm. about uh, 10 days ago or so. Apparently signed a multi-year contract. I believe Dave. Yeah, I believe it just says multi-year agreement. I'm going to get signed a multi. Signed a multi-year contract. Nick Khan said, obviously, sure. And then they signed the contract. Uh, and that was pretty much it. And then it seems like no one knew beyond that. It was just those two people or well, three people, with, including Punk. Uh, and then right before at some point last night, seemingly yeah. the only other people that knew were, were people in the production truck, obviously. And then the guys in the ring for the yeah. board games made a bet. They knew at... That's according to Sean Ross Sapp. Apparently, they knew at some point. Not sure yeah. exactly sure when. But they were in the ring. They knew. So, and then you get all the reactions online of, <laughs> of, of Drew McIntyre storming out of the, of the arena. Seth Rollins cursing up the storm and flipping off Punk and telling him I'm going to beat his ass if he's in the back. Uh, all this stuff. Uh, so obviously it, these reactions obviously it feels like very much they could be work they still very much could be real i could imagine if drew mcintyre's reaction was punk based maybe he's upset that well i just lost my wrestlemania match uh yeah. to, to cm punk uh yeah. maybe maybe the seth rollins match maybe it's a work maybe it's still his real feelings and how he feels about them but ultimately will still work with them what I do put- you think about the future of cm punk in this company
0: I put cash on Seth being at work Um, because I think Seth knows he's in front of people with cameras. Seth knows how to react. Seth knows what people think. Seth knows what people know about him and CM Punk, right? People know he does not like him. So I think anything other than a reaction like that would have been terrible. Like Seth Rollins just did the right thing. Mm -hmm. He should react like that. Um uh, Drew McIntyre on the other hand, I have no idea. Um, uh, <laughs> the fact that he was angry, I think you're right. Uh losing another top spot, this is something that he's kind of unfortunately for him grown accustomed to. Yeah. Uh the past few years. So I definitely think that's a possibility. But the future of CM Punk, um, it may not be long. It may not be long. We don't know.
1: Would, but would you like to would you like to answer Gwen's Gwyn Evans' question over under on how long this punk lasts? Obviously, I, agreements multi-year, but uh, what do you? What you I
0: confidently it? say he makes it past WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, after I think that, that's fair.
0: he may not give a shit.
1: So,
0: yeah. <laughs> right to me, like WrestleMania is the spot. Right? Maybe they'll give him his WrestleMania main event he once so wanted, and go off in the sunset after that. Um, that that's one way I look at it. But ultimately, what the future holds for CM Punk is. Various possibilities. Like there are so many fresh people for him to wrestle with in this company. And we could have that same conversation that the same was true for him in AEW, but a lot of those matches were never going to happen. Um, I think CM Punk sees this as an opportunity to shut the book correctly on his own career the way he may want. Um, and uh, whether that involves him getting himself fired. We'll have to wait and see, but I think he's going to be a lot more contained than he was in AEW, because one, he doesn't have control like he did in AEW.
1: Seemingly, as far as we know, yes.
0: Okay, he's not running a show, at least.
1: They're not giving him
0: SmackDown,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm doing the thing of, <laughs> well, yeah, we don't know. but He definitely
0: know. can have like creative control, but yeah. <laughs> he's not running SmackDown, so yeah. that's a good start. Two... He's probably not going to be there every week. I would guess he's probably a bit more part-timey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the best way to use him in WWE. And three, I think everyone's going to want to work with him because he's CM Punk. What Triple H said in the presser yesterday couldn't be more true. The one thing that everyone can say about CM Punk is he's always the topic of conversation. He's always the conversation starter he's always someone people are talking about you don't have a lot of those and by the way if he's not in the wrestling observer hall of fame next year <laughs> this my this guy went back to the wwe he's gonna get a, probably a main event on one of those two nights at yeah. wrestlemania oh he's a lock now baby um but, what do you yeah. think
1: what do you think wrestlemania looks like um i think night
0: one Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. Night two. Still Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes.
1: I would almost argue that it's I don't think be... they'll give
0: CM Punk the belt beating Roman Reigns. I just don't think Agreed. they would do that.
1: Agree, and, and I also would could... argue that they shouldn't have. I don't think they should have. Well, so here's the question. All right. CM Punk's WrestleMania main event dream, right? Yes, Is that dream just, I want to be in the main event, or do I want to win the main event? It was always in the main event. I I agree. It's always been in.
0: As someone who has watched this documentary and stuff like that, it was always in.
1: Yeah. But even if he was
0: in it for the world title against mm -hmm. Seth Rollins, I would not be surprised if he also won the main event.
1: That's and that's a great question. I part of me says you do punk versus Roman and have punk lose, sure. And then you do Cody versus Seth, and then Cody can win and do that and be like, but this is not really what I want, or some which we would bury the title, yeah. and be some something incredibly stupid. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, you have to still do that, and then you have to do punk versus Seth, but punk versus Seth feels like, as I just kind of mentioned before, McIntyre. Feels like that might have been McIntyre versus Seth, uh, in which case, by the way, I'm also reading, according to the Observer, uh, McIntyre's WWE contract is believed to expire around WrestleMania next year uh, after having time tacked onto it due to an injury. If we also recall, he it took him to, so long to get back into the main roster because he was, quote, waiting for the right story. Yeah. So the right story would have seemingly been him maybe ending his time as champion at WrestleMania or in re-signing or ending his time losing at WrestleMania and going off into the sunset. Now Randy Orton's back and CM Punk is back to take two spots that could have been McIntyre's. I fully believe McIntyre is not going to be in a spot anymore. And, you know, we'll talk about the greater wrestling world at large and how this punk news affects it. But, I think there's a good chance McIntyre's is walking out that door uh, come April.
0: One thing that WWE has never failed to do is favor the older part-timer wrestlers. And that's why I'm pretty convinced it'll just be him and Rollins. I think for the next four months, they're going to work this angle um, that they pretty much started last night. I'm not mm-hmm. saying last night was an angle on like officially an angle, but, but it going it's going to probably be one.
1: I think um, I think those Seth Rollins reactions are his true emotions. Absolutely. But, it, but, but I think he's also an smart. Yeah.
0: He's also like, this is my chance to main event WrestleMania. Because truthfully, even if even if him and Drew were set, I bet that would not have been the main event. And it would have been like Rhea and Becky or oh, something. Dude. Right. Now this is his shot to main event again and maybe even bring in the title they could have just not had him be world champion by then maybe he was a challenger right you know trying to get the belt back that is something they would have done especially if he wasn't main eventing now things change CM Punk is in the door there's a lot of things to do with CM Punk the only thing I wouldn't do and this might be crazy because of like the idea of the match and what it could create but I would not put him against Roman I just think uh I just think Roman needs to lose more than anything. Like, yes, the match Agreed. with Champ Punk is an interesting one, but they need to have him lose, and Cody has to be the guy to do it at this point of the at this point in the puzzle that has been the never-ending baseball game that you know Paul Heyman talks about. Uh, it needs. I believe, to be I believe Cody.
1: that's called cricket.
0: And would it not be a? WWE's esque thing to do of having cm punk and cody rhodes be their top two world champions at the end of wrestlemania
1: i mean there's a chance that happens i mean it hasn't happened yet wv hasn't really like got hasn't w has never been the personality to bring in an outside talent and belt them up immediately it's always they're always like
0: here's the thing
1: we always want to, want to embarrass different. them first, is is the WWE mantra. But obviously, Vince McMahon was, was involved first. in this. Vince McMahon's not a part of Creative. <laughs> Maybe Vince McMahon yeah. is the problem here. We'll see what Triple H and Nick Conn do about
0: it. CM that. Punk was notably theirs first, so it yeah. might be different.
1: Fair point. That's a fair point. Um, I'm trying to think. Was there any other news? Apparently, Punk will be at Raw tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting news bit. I'm trying to think if there's any other news regarding CM Punk specifically here. Um, not that I can really see. So let's talk about the wrestling world as a whole. How does this affect the wrestling world as a whole? Obviously, AEW is the big part of that image, Impact is part of that image. Uh, uh, big, big fan of Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corrigan, maybe. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think. I'll get dead.
0: it. You know, I can say Impact really quick. Uh, good try.
1: If yeah, you, the report if is if that Impact that. offered him a lot of money, and I'm going to guess he then used that to leverage a better deal with WWE, since he wasn't using AEW to leverage a deal.
0: So good job on TNA Impact nonstop total wrestling. wrestling. Appreciate it. AEW? Boy, oh 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 boy. <laughs> uh, Tony Khan must be a very sad man right now, because... Yeah. He's that,
1: well, he's that Ishii, Ishii meme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no one who wanted CM Punk to work in AEW more than Tony Khan himself. Right? Yep. And uh, it took a lot of pain, I'm sure. And it took a lot of headaches. And it took a lot of time to try to make that work Uh, for, what was it, two years? We we went two years of yep. trying to make that work, yep. and ultimately in the end, he lost out on CM Punk, and CM Punk goes to WWE. If you want to just get a laugh about it, because Jack Perry couldn't keep his mouth shut. Um, that was just the t- that was the boiling point, right? And I remember saying this to you, Ryan. I said he he couldn't just not say anything. That's all Jack Perry had to do, right? Because who I and I let me let me preface this i know there's a very good chance CM puck still could have been fired since then but my point
1: is very very good good my point is
0: he probably would have made it further and maybe this wasn't an instant reality but there was so much time between when he got fired and now that it became almost too perfect for them not to do it um aw they need to do a lot as is right with yeah. with the wild CM Punk uh this is like this isn't a death blow to them because I just think the way they run their company they can get back into the you know into the hearts of many fans because there's a lot of aW fans who are frustrated with the product there are a lot mm-hmm. of aW fans who want the product to be better mm-hmm. and they know the product can be better yeah. It just takes them going back to what made them great in the first place. That's what they got to do. And they really need to embrace that now more than ever.
1: Yeah. And I totally agree. And, and AW, I think is going to be fine. Obviously they have, they just signed Will Ospreay. So that's a big deal. I mean, if, Hey, you know, edge, (laughs) a big, big money mover edge. Uh, uh, if, you know, if the McIntyre thing doesn't work out, Hey, guess what? Drew, G- Drew Galloway. New AEW signing, Drew Galloway. Um, yeah, I think that AEW is an interesting spot. I think you're right that like it ultimately won't really hurt AEW as much as it could have been before because sure. I think AEW is in a different spot. It hurts spot. Tony Khan more than AEW. Yeah, it hurts Tony Khan more personally than AEW because yeah. AEW is in a different spot than it was before. If anything right now, for a lot of people, I think they would agree that AW has its own problems to figure out before yeah. addressing like the whole CM Punk stuff, um, right. the 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 Brochacho stories, all these characters and whatnot that that we don't enjoy. We did a whole podcast about this. A lot of the things that that's going on wrong in the company right, right. now are like, well, a, CM Punk coming in wouldn't have fixed this. Um, no. So it, it is one of those things. Um, I think also it's just a, a, a emblematic of you know another that feeling i garrett kidney had a great tweet thread about this that is the sort of idea of that feeling of that that beginning 2019 feeling of that anti wwe that that uh uh what's that what's that phrase tony khan keeps using all the time in regards to AEW that that uh uh, uh uh secondary not secondary brand but uh alternate brand or whatever the hell the name of that thing is called but that idea of like You know, Cody Rhodes was the face of that, of the sort of like fighting against WWE. CM Punk was like, you know, was the spirit of that pipe bomb promo was what became AEW. That's what the whole fight was about. And so him coming in was very, uh, very spiritually, uh, spiritual successor almost of that pipe bomb promo was AEW. Now both of those people are gone and you really don't have anybody. Jericho has never really been that, he, he has on like a professional stance, but nothing really like, you know, drum up the troops sort of on television. Moxley has also not really been that. He has also been sort of professional. Danison has definitely never been that. And that's kind of all you got. Everyone else beyond that, there's a laundry list of people that seemingly are waiting for their AEW contracts to run up in like 2025 to bounce back to WWE uh to name a few ftr malachi Miro, all these people seemingly are waiting for their contracts to come up so that they can go back to wwe um so i i think it's just sort of an issue of if you're gonna find that feeling back i don't know if that feeling is ever gonna come back because there really isn't anyone to replace that feeling as we know on television and beyond i don't know cm punk pissing off like seth rollins or something and then C- seth rollins pops over to aew we get the return of tyler black i don't really know how you ever recaptured that feeling i think that feeling is now officially dead and gone um which sucks that's the bigger issue for aew that's the bigger punk hit that does this for aew is that that original 2019 aew feeling i think is truly dead and gone and unless Cody Rhodes comes back, which will be diminishing returns. I don't think Punk will ever come back unless someone other, like like Seth Rollins esque level star in WWE, bounces over to AEW with, with such vitriol on live television. I don't think you're ever going to get that feeling, and I don't think Will Ospreay's hmm. bringing that feeling with him. He's a great no. signing. He's one of the best. He's the best wrestler in the world right now. He's not bringing that feeling. It's gonna there is it's a, it's a hole. It's a hole to climb out, and I, they got bigger issues right now.
0: I've said this on the show multiple times that Cody Rhodes was like a bigger domino than I think people wanted to give it credit for at the time. Um, Not because I expected this like exodus of AEW talent to join WWE, but I think Cody Rhodes, uh, like you just said, was such a big proponent in that us versus them mindset. Yeah. that
1: Challenger brand. That's
0: it it doesn't I don't know if it feels the same when it comes from someone that doesn't know what the other side feels like yeah right um he Cody Rowe and he you know he was the professional right he was he is this like company guy and when he switched, it's really when WWE started to surge finally yes, everyone points to vince you know leaving right obviously that helped. But WWE started to make noise when Cody walked back in the door. And over time it started building and started building and started building. And Triple H takes over. And then it builds and builds and builds. And now everywhere they go is a record profit in every town. Everywhere they go is a sellout. Everywhere they go is something new. Yesterday we watched we had we had the most watched Survivor series ever. Yeah is
1: what was being reported by peacock and I'm Ever? Pulling up, i'm pulling up the uh the before, ticket sales of last year and this year by the way
0: before the first match was even over it was the most watched that's how many people were watching this the peacock deal has obviously done them wonders by the way putting the network on there but they have gotten themselves hot and in and cody rhodes Moving from AEW to WWE is a major part of that. And it's a major part of why we are seeing what is happening in AEW. See how Punk leaving? It's the next episode of that. And how do you answer this? I think you're absolutely right. I think that original feeling is gone. And you know what? This might be the hottest take I have on this show. It's okay. You know why? Because you need a new feeling after five or after four or five years. You need need to go to that next realm. The next realm isn't getting WWE fans. You know why it's not getting WWE fans? Because they're going to keep watching WWE. You're not getting them. It's not happening. You need to go back to what... Your core was your core are the hardcore wrestling fans, the hardcore wrestling fans that rather see a all time you know slugfest of a match than this great promo and you know seven eight month story that involves two guys who hate each other and are now best friends and won't go away. Like that is not AEW. That isn't even WWE. You know, the Richard thing isn't even WWE. I don't know why, like, think they, they would not we
1: talk about it. It's kind of WWE. If you, instead of bloodline, you look at it like the Kevin Owens, Chris. Jericho. Sure. But,
0: but they'd abandon it. If Adam Cole was hurt, they'd be like, all right, it's over. Let's move on. Yeah. Right. Like they, there's that's no really the part on. that
1: really, I think that, that, that part has really frustrated a lot of people.
0: Like, like the, the inability to go to that next step. Right. And that is a that is an AEW, that is a Tony Khan trope of Mm -hmm. not having that next plan in place instantly. It is something that, oh, all this is going wrong. What do we do now? And it takes a long time to figure it out. Right. Remember last year when you know Punk and the Elite were suspended. It took a long time to get back on track. I don't know if they ever really did get back on track. Truthfully, they had you know Omega and the Young Bucks having the great series and stuff like that and they had John Moxley thank God and you know they crowned mgF as champion <laughs> that that didn't pay off um like the WWE story was the brochachos originally and then it became not even WWE anymore once sure. like it would have probably ended at all in they would have done the turn they would have moved on right yeah. like I, I Comparing it to the bloodline, it's so different because the bloodline had more moving parts than two people, as well. Um, right, um, there was more ability to prolong it,
1: yeah. Uh, real quickly, going before we move on to that, uh, it's more of that stuff. Uh, Survivor Series, like you said, most watched Survivor Series in the history of Peacock, history of WWE ever. Uh, it was the most watched before the first match even ended. Wrestle Ticks has it at. Uh, 17,102 tickets distributed. Michael Cole announced 17,138. So, I mean, that's 36 ticket difference, so that's probably the attendance here. Uh, Practically a sellout in this arena, if not a full-on sellout. I don't know what the seating arrangement is here, but 17,138. Most watched Survivor Series of all time. Last year's War Games, one at TD Garden in Boston that Scotty was at, was attended by 15,609. So you sold that was uh, a big stage 1500 more tickets uh a year later uh just want to also point out uh Roman Reigns bloodline not involved in the show whatsoever and it was the mm-hmm. most watch ever and it had sold a bunch of tickets and sold even more than last year where Roman was in the main event but i digress uh i digress
0: uh there's just so many moving parts and ultimately here's the answer for AEW go back to what made you the alternate like i i can't stress that enough you have you're having a round robin tournament right now. That's part of it. That's mm-hmm. definitely part of it. But it all starts at the top. It all starts with the AEW World Title. If the AEW World Title and what's going on with that isn't exciting people, isn't getting people to tune in, then nothing else matters. It's just the truth. They don't have they don't have Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Seth Rollins, like they don't have four unbelievably over baby faces to push the past the world title that isn't around by the way they don't yeah. have that so the world title is their crutch and the world title is a damper on things more than anything
1: else yeah um <clears throat> do you think CM Punk's return to WWE is a net positive for the entire wrestling world obviously i think it's a positive for WWE well it's right now a positive for WWE talk to me in six months. We'll see if we still agree, if it's a positive for WWE, but uh, right now, do you think uh, it's a net positive for the wrestling world as a whole? Do you think it, by WWE getting more and more powerful uh, that this is going to raise all the tide, you know, ra- one ship, raising all tides, that, that sort of gimmick, you know, is impact going to get better? Is TNA better? Is AEW going to improve and bounce back and fight back to this news? You know, is this something that is going to turn things around for the rest of the wrestling world? Or is it just going to be, you know, is or is this just a story of WWE getting stronger and more powerful?
0: I think it can be. Um, I think it can be like an opportunity for all these other companies to wake up, right? Because we, we've had the conversation in the past and many people have about this, right? When AEW came in, it forced WWE to try and change things and do things, yeah, especially um when they were red hot in 2021 and on it it made something happen gradually over time and i think over time depending how long punk's around and stuff like that it's going to make other companies work harder i think impact accepted their role and where they're at and i think that's why they are as good as they are truthfully uh but aew they do need to fight back, but not fight back in a way of, you know, going on TV and be like, oh, we hate CM Punk, blah, blah, blah. like, you know, you don't have to, you, truthfully, you shouldn't say CM Punk's name, unless you're talking about, like, records and stuff,
1: you which, shouldn't. Which, which, by the they, way, they right before, thing. right before he debuts in WWE, Malachi Black mentions CM Punk live on Collision. Yeah, like, I'm not...
0: Going out of my way to say his name, but I'm going out of my way to use that as fuel as a roster, right? The guy that you, a lot of you hated
1: mm-hmm.
0: has went to the other company. So now, so now you have this figurehead, right? That you can push yourselves to try and beat, to try to face, to try to compete against. There, there's, r- r- do you remember when, uh, I just like, I always, like, looked at Vince as that for AEW, yeah. right? They saw him, and they were like, oh, we can't beat this guy, right? So many of us have been hurt by him one way or the other. Sure. Well, now it can be on Punk in a very different way. Like, for the people that could not stand him, listen, I'm going to say it right now. Young Bucks, time to wake up. You two need to wake up. Yeah. AEW needs you. The tag yeah. division needs you. I understand you're doing this Punk this bucks camp thing and BTA's dad and it's a whole thing boy oh boy do i hope this involves you guys waking up because they need you they
1: I'll, need you bad also add mjf needs to wake up <laughs> oh
0: my god well mjf is watching his like i said earlier his two biggest like Conf, mentors uh, not, let's mentors, say yeah there you go his two biggest mentors essentially run the other company it's time for him to show why they believed in him and he has to oppose them he has to fight them back because guess what folks big whoop he's staying he's signed he's there once upon a time yeah maybe he wasn't if this was if CM Punk jumps ship when, before that contract signed but mm-hmm. that ain't the reality now he needs, AEW needs him to be the MJF that everyone believed in once upon a time. Badly, badly, he needs to, again, right the ship. I'm not going to blame Kenny Omega for not having a big spot. I don't know what they're doing with him, but boy, oh boy, is there ever a time that they need Kenny Omega to be in a big spot. They have John Moxley. John Moxley's always there. John Moxley has fought so many battles for this company by now, but they're going to need him again. And the list goes on and on and on. But it starts with those EVPs that they picked. Ultimately were picked over CM Punk. Rightfully so. I said it at the time, right? You and me talked about this on this show when CM Punk was fired. It had to happen. Yeah, 100% it had to happen. Yep, Hangman Page has put some of the best work of his career in since CM Punk walked out that door. Mm -hmm. Lean on the guys that were there that started this company. And that's how you try to get some sort of feeling back. I don't know if it's the feeling, but God damn it, it's a, a feeling.
1: Should we address the conspiracy theory that's also being rumored about, which is uh, that CM Punk, now looking back, could we argue that CM Punk, if we put our tinfoil hats on real quick, could we argue that CM Punk tried to get himself fired?
0: I mean...
1: He's picking fights know. left and right. He pisses off Jack Perry. He does a fist pump. He knows he's going out.
0: I don't um, know. I think he pretty pretty easily could have got fired a year before that
1: happened. There's a the report when he was on the hiatus, quote-unquote hiatus, that he showed up at WWE. Remember yeah, that?
0: Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, for the fun of it, we could say, sure, yeah, totally. I don't think that's what happened, though. Uh, they gave him a show. like They gave him a show that he got to run like to the very core and he would still be running it now probably if it wasn't for uh people you know fighting back as they should because you know whatever mm-hmm. um good job jack perry uh like i i you, doubt people would point
1: fingers at jack perry by the way but ultimately if it wasn't jack perry it would have been somebody else i think yeah
0: yeah um crime river jack perry crime river um no i i don't think he got himself fired i just because there was so much uncertainty with WWE and I do believe that I do believe Triple H when he says like this happened very quickly and things yeah. like that like I don't think the moment he walked out there like yeah let's let's do this like it couldn't have happened you know why because it would have been reported on because that's how this business works today yeah
1: Yeah, it's a a fascinating day. I think you're right. I think we'll have to see what Raw looks like to see really what we know moving forward for CM Punk. I'm excited
0: for Monday Night Raw. Never did I think I... I'm more excited for Monday Night Raw and WWE television than I am AEW television right now, folks.
1: Does that give WWE promotion of the year? Is that an argument? Oh, I think
0: they are. Listen, I think they're going to win it without... <laughs> the CM yeah. punk
1: thing, be
0: um, because they've been you know all together and mm-hmm. making record profits and having record shows. Yep. You know, you may not have like the match of the years and stuff like that that you want from, or like that the you know hardcore fans want from a New Japan AEW, so on and so forth. But if you look at it in the business sense, in the overall sense, oh, it's been a, business
1: it's wise, been, undoubtedly. <laughs> <Promotion>. Business
0: wise, <laughs> it ain't even close. No. uh but. If you look at it in every way, right? It is. It is them and everyone else. Added the addition, the running up the score, as Trevor Dame said, of adding CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's it's there. It's
0: not theirs to lose. It's theirs. Playing, yeah.
1: I think you're right. Um, yeah, and like I said, I think it's going to be determining what CM Punk looks like on Raw on this Monday, and then I think ultimately give us the one to three weeks to see how AW responds. I think it's that's a really as well.
0: weird time for him to come in because the end of the year in WWE is very quiet, right? It's very, you know, we're not going to do much here.
1: Yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna wait till we get to the WrestleMania push of Royal Rumble.
0: So it's like let's get by the holidays and then we'll kick it into gear. So there's like, I think there's a decent chance Sam Punk shows up on Raw because you have to, right? Like he just walked in, has his first promo. Maybe they just save him. (laughs) Like I could just see them save him, save him to to the new year. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't need to be there every week. Like Roman, like Brock, like right, all these people. He doesn't need to be there every week. And I think that's going to be beneficial to him. More, that's why I think he's going to last a lot longer. He's not going to be backstage every week to get mad. As long as they have a story for him, as long as they have something for him, he's going to be fine. And I'm sure they do. You know why? Because I just walk, watch him walk back in the door.
1: Yeah. I imagine, <laughs> by the way, 10 days notice. I imagine that creative doesn't probably have any plans for him right now uh no
0: triple h probably threw a few things at him and that's probably about
1: it uh gwen evans in the chat they'll send theory out there to eat a gts oh yeah you gotta send some sort of fool out there night one to eat a gts oh yeah (laughs) big time big time gotta
0: think of someone that we all don't like easy money easy money
1: well speaking of easy money let's talk about survivor series war games here um of course uh, like I good said, show. Love really, yeah, by pretty, the way. Pretty decent show, I think. It,
0: it, it was an easy for WWE shows that go long because of their commercials and stuff. This was a very easy show for me to watch, which yeah. isn't always something I
1: could say. Um Get a lot of love on cage match. I'm noticing a lot of the love has has to do with CM Punk's return uh but that's i just think that's funny but let's get to the actual matches itself starting off with the women's war games match becky lynch bianca belair charlotte filler and shotzi able to defeat the team of damage control oscar bailey Sky, and Kyrie sane uh scotty what do you think about this women's war games match and how do you think it sort of shapes up against uh previous women's war games matches
0: um it was better than last year's as someone that was in the building for it um <laughs> but that's not saying much uh i I don't remember last
1: year's at all (laughs) yeah well
0: there you go um we have really i think war games as a whole has suffered since leaving nxt i think it worked better in nxt and maybe because it was fresh right with the um we didn't know how it was gonna unfold so the first few were a lot better um but yeah, the women's war games match, unfortunately, is it was a bit clunky at times, right? The, a lot of setting up, a lot of getting into position, a lot of things like that. Um, it was entertaining though, and it it furthers the story of Bailey being the loser, right? Right. Damage Control's history has essentially been losing, um, and I think they're gonna put that all on Bailey in the end, and then, you know you're gonna get the trio of Oscar Kyrie and EO moving forward and they're going to kick her out. So I had no problem with that. Uh, some cool moves, right? Like, you know, EO running back the trash can over her and jumping off the top. Always fun with that. I liked the little creative way of her getting the trash can, uh, with the chain. I thought that was a fun little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Um, in another, in another world, this match can be like great yeah. in that, um, they, they do it more structured, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I think every women's war games mass match since the first one in NXT has been sort of diminishing returns for me. Um, yeah. people are loving it. The first it one online. was so different, by the way. Yeah, I, I really did not. I thought this was good. I thought, like you said, like it, it's the thing of they're setting up too much. I, the, you know, every single person comes out and immediately goes underneath the ring to grab stuff. I mean, it happens to the men's one too, but I that trope. I'm just so over. Uh, you know, they, they repeated the EO Sky trash can spot, um, which was fine. The Charlotte Flair moon Oh my totally god! <laughs> I could have. We we could have talked about how bad of an idea that was. Uh, she has always sort of like over re- rotated to the point where when yeah. she does Ever a moon since... salt, when she does when Charlotte Flair does a moon salt, she's always landing on her feet. But she's landing on her feet from the top of the ring post or whatever the turnbuckle yeah. to the outside. That's reasonable. Here yeah. she's doing it way higher. She's going to over rotate and she practically just landed her feet straight in like eos Sky's head. Yeah. Um uh, which looked real bad.
0: If that was the actual goal like to hit like this backwards drop kick it would have been sick. But you know what that wasn't the goal folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it looked it looked rough. It looked yeah. real
0: rough. Um, uh I will say the one thing that I thought carried this match was damage control selling. Like right. I think they just make the babyface team look like a million bucks. Um and then uh, not you know, Kyrie hitting the spinning backfist with the <laughs> trash can thing at the end that was great that was, that was really fun. good i enjoyed that, that was really loud so like they got a good reaction yeah um yeah i mean i would have had damage control win i would have also been smart but uh they're telling the bailey story instead so
1: which i get which you get. I get yeah. i'm not fully into the story so i wasn't fully into this war Games smash but no you know, no it's
0: fine. it's a story that i think it's gonna be more interesting once bailey's out
1: then well yeah i'm not into the bailey story and i'm also not into the charlotte flair becky lynch sort of getting oh god no the, hu- the right hug
0: there. that they did i was like
1: that was weird it was like it was like they were trying to hype each other up but also yeah like... <laughs>
0: yeah and the crowd like they're like what is i think the crowd was like what is what is happening yeah. <laughs> is This a, is this a good
1: thing mm-hmm. i don't know it was a weird one um WWE Intercontinental title match, Gunther, Gunther, defeats the Miz. If I can steal line from Brian Alvarez, uh, which I actually don't know if I agree with. So I don't even know if I want to steal the line. I'm going <laughs> to anyways. Uh, for a Gunther match, it was below par. For a Miz match, it was above par. Um, I don't even know if Last I agree match. with that. I, I think the Miz match was not above par. I thought he actually wasn't that good in this match. No, but it was match it a good mismatch. No, I don't think it was a good mismatch. I think his I think, kicks look real bad in this match. Well, Miz is
0: Bad. That's the thing. Like overall, from the mismatches I've seen over the past couple of years. This is probably on par with the Logan Paul match. Logan Paul match might have been better because Logan Paul did a lot more. Um fair. I don't know, man. It's just like he's bad. Like he's really bad. And Gunther did his best.
1: Like he Miz? really did. This was, like, they they booked it. It was very weird because they booked, like, the match almost, like, 50-50 in offense, right? Yeah. But whenever Gunther was on offense, it was just like, all right, I'm going to do a spot, and then I'm going to, like, be a cocky asshole to the crowd <laughs> for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, this is the cockiest Gunther I've ever seen, I think, in yeah. WWE. And he's just like, just, like, toying with The Miz, despite, like, the match being sort of 50-50, and the Miz like working Gunther's knee and leg the entire time to set yeah. up for the figure four. Um, it, it was like that was weird. Uh, mm-hmm. it really was just like Gunther, like this is no big deal. I'm not trying because the Miz sucks. Uh, Good. as he sort Good, of already honestly. stated on TV prior, I, like
0: I'm still angry that the one pay per view match they give Gunther is against the Miz. Like, this is stupid. Give him something else, and he's probably ha- not probably, he's easily having the match of the night.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, we, we talked about it beforehand. If three and a half stars were higher, I would have gotten Gunther match of the year contender. And uh, I don't think it was three and a half for either of us. It was not bad. I, I gave I think it did wrestler of, of
0: the year, not match of the year. Do no, not, my do apologies, match my the apologies, Jesus yes, Christ the uh, the Miz couldn't get match of the year if he bled like hangman and swerve. It, it we'd still be like, oh, that was stupid.
1: Um, that would be, you know, that would be good though. I, I was thinking during this match that like the Miz would have a fantastic Matt Cardona run on the Indies. Yeah. like Him showing up in GCW, you know, that would be a good match. <laughs> you know, you know, that would pop some numbers for GCW. Uh, that would get, that would get I, GCW back in the, <laughs> back in the world.
0: You know, if the Miz ever went to AEW, I think we could just call him
1: dead. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was it was I, I did like three and a quarter i was like this is a it's fine pretty good match i mean better the than Miz, most
0: mismatches,
1: matches yeah yeah his kicks just look so bad dude
0: oh so my bad. god the world famous hit kicks as you <laughs> as you said to me and i, I want to draw up
1: uh santos Escobar defeats dragon lee eight minute twenty second match uh very short a very short sort of uh Technico-Lucha match here. Not really big high-flying a little bit, just a lot I had of a great time. Big-time spots. Yeah, talk to me. You. you really like this match.
0: I had a great time. Um It was very... uh <laughs> It was very CMLL in that, like, you know, Santos played the Rudo to, like, perfection. And, you know, he's ripping off Dragon Lee's mask. And he's just doing all, like, the little heel things before Dragon Lee gets the big fire up. And the crowd... Really good for this match, which was shocking because I always feel like when we have like these wrestler matches that aren't you know the the top stars yet, um they don't always react. But I think that these two did a really good job of getting them into it and Dragon Lee, Man, he's just so good, he's just so good. My only my only thing that I'm sad about is that it should have been a lot longer. Um because I think they have like a great match in them. I do. Yeah, um, I agree. I think they have great. I think they have a lot more in them. Ultimately, I like the next two matches better overall. Yeah. Um, both the women's title match and the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought this was, was a good. It was good paste. It was. It was. It didn't. It definitely didn't overstay. Welcome, because I wanted it to go a lot longer. I wanted it to go like five more minutes. Um, which is not something I always ask for. Uh, but I think Santos Escobar really established himself as a heel, and I'm actually excited to see where he goes because I think he's really good.
1: I, I agree. I, I think these guys have definitely something here. It, this match wasn't enough to really showcase that, but what uh, what they what the, of what the time they had, I think they did. A, a they had
0: him win strong, which is unique for WWE in their heels. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dragon actually...
1: Lee also st- a little over. A little over the crowd. Yeah, Dragon
0: Lee. Uh, Dragon Lee wrestled. This is very random. Dragon, (coughs) excuse me. Dragon Lee wrestled Axiom two weeks ago on SmackDown, Smackdown. and it was so good. And I, and they got the crowd into it. I was like, I was like, what, what happened to the WWE crowd I once knew? They Dragon Lee and Axiom are -hmm. getting them into this match, and like, if you watch the match, it let it was like full on. Like, oh, if this was an AEW. you, you would not have been shocked if this was in you know or a lucha company you would not be shocked um but it's like dragon is getting himself over just by wrestling and it's a very unique thing mm-hmm. that
1: sounds like a company yeah. i once was into a couple <laughs> a couple months ago uh yeah yeah uh, let's talk about the women's world title match honestly i think this might have been my match of the night I really enjoyed Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. Really good. It was a really I, good match. I, I, it took I, a little.
0: It, it took listen- Zoe Stark
1: good, <laughs> and I was like, she's a good hand. And then she, the match got better, and I was like, yeah. oh, she's like, I think she's like not a good hand. I think she's good. I think Zoe Stark, like Dragon Lee, is someone that she just needs to go out there and wrestle, and she'll yeah. get over with um, the right
0: opponents, of course.
1: Yeah, linking with with the right opponents for sure. Uh, she. And Rhea Ripley, I thought had a really good match here. The start was a little wonky and a little weird, but once it really got into it, uh, it was like once around the spot of I want to say like Rhea Ripley did some sort of like move off the top where Zoe Stark like flew around in the air and landed on her leg. Yeah. Uh at like that spot, whatever was happening there till the end, it really picked up pace and it got really going for nine for a sub-10-minute match. Uh, I thought it was a really, really solid outing. Uh, Rhea Ripley just like oozes confidence and has been oozing confidence for so long, but here it was just like undeniable Zoe Stark. I think she just needs something to get herself to the next level and whether it be a new gimmick change or something, or whether it be um, uh, just like we said, Dragon Lee just going out there and wrestling. I think that is something that could be totally valuable for her. Um, she's, she's, she has the potential. She doesn't have a lot of time because if I'm not mistaken, she's she's 29 years old, which in WB logic is too old, I guess. Uh, actually, no, she's uh, – there's no, I take that back. She's actually pretty young. I take that back because Becky's 36, Bianca's 34, Charlotte's 37. Jesus Christ. Shotzi's 32 years old. Oh, my God. Zoe Stark has plenty of time. Yeah. Her Just keep her going out there. Zoe Stark, she's 29 years old. I thought oh, she was older.
0: Okay. Um, Rhea Ripley is unbelievable. Yeah. in like aura and yes, I was like <laughs> there. I I I, me, I messaged you this during the match. I said, "Once upon a time, in NXT UK, Rhea Ripley beat Tony Storm to become the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion." I said, "I remember people being freaked out about that. Like, why? What happened? What was that decision for?" WWE could not have been more right in that decision <laughs> and that isn't a shot at that actually isn't a shot at tony even though i don't like timeless tony storm mm-hmm. um it is a credit to what they saw in rhea ripley and while it took a while to get there right you know she she was this badass nxt and then she got called up and you know vince ruined her uh but once once the judgment day stuff started and triple h took over my god she feels like the biggest star in the world. Like yeah. watching her run out there, I was like, it it it's hard, I think, for her opponents to stand out against her just because she she feels like this huge presence. Yeah. But Zoe did a really good job. Match was stiff, match was hard hitting. Yep. Um didn't overstay its welcome by any means Mm -hmm. and i just think like they this was probably Rhea's best title defense if i had i i I don't remember any of the others i i will remember this one
1: yeah i totally agree this was this was a good standout i think you're right zoe could have easily gotten completely squashed like raquel in the past um like yes Uh, natalia for yeah
0: she could have been anyone um, I will say they need like all of that SmackDown roster to face Rhea <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause it's like, boy, it'll be Becky. Like they have Becky. Yeah. They're clearly ser- saving that as they should. Cause it's the only, match do you
1: think all. Becky though? Hold on. Do you think Becky? I wonder if the Becky Charlotte coming back together is to do a tag title. gimmick. That could
0: happen, but I know they're saving the Becky match cause they have yeah. not done it. And they're the only two on that roster that make any sense in the world. Yeah. Um, for a big show but i think for now it's a way to keep becky on both shows probably too Mm -hmm. um yeah because what we have learned over the past couple months is becky is a gigantic
1: draw still yeah still very much still um rhea ripley by the way youngest female on this show 27 years old (laughs)
0: Dude, she's only 27.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the youngest person in the women's war games match was 32, the oldest being Asuka at 42. Um, but just 30. like, like these women have like maybe five years more experience than Rip- Rhea Ripley. Rhea, Rhea Ripley five years from now is a very interesting person. Like she already looks like she's nailing everything. I don't know is where You're main event
0: her. a WrestleMania, if not more?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she should yeah (laughs) like i don't care like i don't care if some i know some people don't like her matches um i don't think any of her other matches are her fault to be fair i think she's good when she gets to be in there with someone else it's
1: good yeah we did say raquel natalia uh
0: i don't find them to be good personally so
1: (laughs) so i think that's part of it um i would love to see i don't know yeah i don't know if I don't really know. It's hard to tell if WB, but I would be interested to see if Rhea Ripley is a draw um, and, and moves tickets and everything. Cause I, I don't really actually know. Um, we, everyone moves tickets. I, I know that's, right now, so I, I don't know. That's why I'm like, I, it's WB who the hell knows men's war games mattress is your main event. Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Sami Zane, Seth Rollins, and the returning Randy Orton defeat the team of McIntyre and the judgment day. Uh, of course, they did a little bit of angle here where it was like, oh, is Randy Orton showing up? Is Randy Orton shortened up? Uh, basically, redoing the Kevin Owens NXT War Games match where it was like, oh, is your person going to be there? They'll be there. No worries. Uh, Randy Orton did show up. He made it even. And once he came out, he basically just destroyed everybody and the baby faces won the match. Uh, but what do you think about the men's War Games match?
0: This. This match, like, really showed how, how strong WWE is right now because the energy for this match from start to finish was off the hook. Like, they, the Chicago crowd was crazy for them. Every single new wrestler that went in. Sami Zayn, huge pop when he it was his time to go in freaking when jay Uso's going in there and they're yelling yeet every time he punches someone i what cody rhodes obviously is super over right uh the only thing is we didn't get the cody rhodes moonsault devastating stuff uh he broke his toe on that so that's probably why he's doing he's like you know what i'm good (laughs) he's like i did
1: it once (laughs)
0: yeah um but like the energy of this match made the basic stuff just stand out like right it was they wrestled a very basic war games match all things considered they didn't go over the top with anything all to build to randy who was fantastic randy like when the music hit he's walking out there um i don't know if you ever watched like the wwe evil documentary about him like Mm -hmm. when he I'm sure you saw the video, like when he says, like he gets into the state, like he goes, puts his head down, and like has the blood rush to his head. He was like that the whole time. He was out of his freaking mind. You know, he didn't have to. He didn't have to do any bumps. He didn't have to do anything bad. He had a few RKO's. He hit the super RKO, which was obviously great, and they got the win. And him and Cody shared a moment. I would be. A okay with anything they decide with him because he seems like in this part of his career he's having the time of his life. And I will say this before I just have to I have to do something for my dog, so I'll be right back. Uh, but I will say this Randy Orton is going to really have, I think he's going to have such a strong next year that I will be very interested in his observer case because I think with the you know the radar K bro stuff and And this, I think he just has a new appreciation for wrestling in his older age. I think that's going to continuously push him up ballots and stuff like that, because man, I, I, I realized how big of a star he was all over again when he showed up.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Randy Orton, interesting guy Uh, talking hall of fame case, which is very funny. Uh, Classic Randy Orton fashion, taking zero bumps uh no i mean it's interesting i I tweeted out that it was like you know the maybe the retired wrestlers have a point this guy comes out here he's looking massive i always forget how massive randy orton is every time he comes out he's ginormous um he's just so big um he looked and he didn't do much right he just came out there did his did his stuff did his this classic things the only bumps he took was the back bumps of those ddt's um and yeah i mean and then you get into the uh uh, you know, a, a great RKO of J- throwing J.D. McDonough off the top of the cage. That was beautiful. Um, you know, it, just classic stuff from Randy Orton here. I think everybody played their part really well. Um, it wasn't my favorite match of the night. Like I said, I like the Rhea Ripley's always Stark match more, but it was still a very solid match. Um, you know, they're doing stuff with Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre. So there's stuffing there. Uh, Randy Orton is now back, so what does that WrestleMania match look like? Is he what is he, what does Randy Orton now in 2023 going to 2024 look like? Um, after a, a huh, Lance Archer esque back
0: surgery, That's what it looks like yeah, it looks like an absolute tank,
1: <laughs> he's massive. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think it's just gonna be interesting. Uh, I think you're right, I think there's the, the easy fallback of Vince McMahon era of we got to push Randy Orton to the moon and make him world champion again, but. I'm interested to see how Triple H addresses the sort of Randy Orton. Are we going to start moving him off into sort of the more into like a legendary role uh than just a um you know a I'm a guy on the roster role. Um I would so I'm fascinated um fascinating to see what happens with him.
0: I would put him on SmackDown actually you know, with Punk back and probably going on Raw.
1: So the I saw Sean Ross Sepp report saying that uh, there's been talks. He hasn't yet to confirm it, but there has been talks of CM Punk being a quote unquote free agent for the brands of Raw and SmackDown. Uh,
0: um, I I think he just reported. Uh, he's just he just put something on select. Give me one second.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, I think everyone did their role perfectly fine. Uh, it wasn't my oh, they
0: probably favorite. run Roman and Randy at Royal Rumble. That was the match they wanted before he got hurt.
1: Uh, that is true. You can do Roman Randy at Royal Rumble. There I saw a rumor also and I didn't mention it before but the, there's a rumor that Royal Rumble is CM Punk versus Rollins.
0: There was talk of Punk being a
1: free agent but he is scheduled for WWE Raw. Yes. There yes. you go. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's interesting that's interesting. Uh I just think
0: Smackdown could use <laughs> if Raw gets CM Punk and Randy Orton, it's like yeah. All right. Well, uh good luck to that other show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that
1: could work. I th- I think you're right. I think moving over to Smackdown would be good. Raw has a bunch of other people as we just saw. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, a bunch of other big-time stars. They need to shove a couple of them over to Smackdown to make up for the r- lack of Roman, which I would argue, uh, is there a lack of Roman? Um, if, but we'll see.
0: Let, let, let's just do this real quick before we move on for WWE. Who sure. will suffer the most from CM Punk and Randy Orton being back?
1: Oh, Drew McIntyre easily.
0: My answer is LA Knight. LA
1: Knight, interesting.
0: Because out of I like mean, I mean, Drew also, McIntyre went heel, right? Yes. So, so for me.
1: Oh, yeah, he will so looking at the baby face side. You're looking at the baby face
0: Yeah, side. I'm looking at the baby face side. And I think Sami Zayn's untouchable. I think Cody Rhodes is untouchable.
1: Cody Rhodes? Yeah, definitely not. Seth Zayn might work. get hurt a little bit, but I think a little Cody bit,
0: but like I don't I didn't see him having a WrestleMania m- big uh, main event or anything. Yeah. Like I think they Ooh. you could pair him off with Drew or something and it'd be
1: fine. What about CM Punk versus Sami Zayn? Nah, eh, that's two faces. He can't do that. Well, so,
0: I mean, that'd, dude, that'd be great.
1: That'd be, that'd, that'd, I dude, think that'd be great. Who'd be
0: there? CM Punk could be healed by WrestleMania very easily. He's yeah, a very easy person. To, he could get booed out of the building still. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like that's CM Punk has a good po- a superpower of getting booed. Yeah, um, great heel work. Often, um, I think LA Knight because he is someone who was isn't supposed to be where he is. The Sami Zayn story with Bloodline set him up to be where he is. Cody Rhodes is where he is because he's Cody Rhodes. Yep. Right? Seth Rollins is world champion. Jay Uso probably will get hurt, but like I look at Jay Uso and don't really think of <laughs> like I never saw him having like this big, huge, gigantic yeah. thing, anyways. So I do think it'll be LA Knight that gets hurt if Randy well, and CM Punk stay babyface.
1: I think ultimately I think the people that will get the first hurt are probably McIntyre and Uso. And then for maybe sure, a little bit of Sami Zayn because if, well, if they're both
0: Punk, on Raw, absolutely,
1: yeah. If CM Punk is staying on Raw, then McIntyre, Uso, maybe a little bit of Sami Zayn, they're all immediately going to get hurt. And obviously, McIntyre and
0: them. the story with Punk,
1: exactly. Um, that could work, that could be an interesting feud. Um, if you move someone over to SmackDown, if you move Punk to SmackDown, then yeah, your LA Knights, your Owens, all these people are going to start yeah. getting shoved down the card even more. I mean, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, are already sort of in a tag team feud with uh. Uh, Waller and uh, Theory but Ugh, for no titles that's uh, but that's fine um, so we'll see what really happens there I think maybe that's the Wrestlemania match maybe it's Judgment Day versus LA Knight and and Kevin Owens or something I don't know um, but yeah I, I think it's going to be interesting I, I think people are definitely going to be hurt McIntyre is going to be hurt but I think he's just not going to resign and then he's going to move off to a lot of things K&M. get altered by CM Punk Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, there's, and there's no reason not to. There's no reason not to think. They've together.
0: directed the entire Raw around the Judgment Day. hmm And I think they were going to calm down on that anyway soon. with Right with the um, story now being over between Team Cody and Ju- presumably. Because they, they, they <laughs> <was> won, <laughs> they won comfortably. Yeah. like that wasn't even like a back. They won comfortably.
1: Well, now uh, you can almost feud Randy Orton against the Judgment Day.
0: Yeah, that would be a good one.
1: You can I think they also off.
0: might want to tell the story with Tim and Jay Uso, since the Uso's in kayfabe put Randy out
1: last year. You can well, you can have Cody go on and focus on the Royal Rumble, and then it could be interesting. You could do sort of a Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Randy Orton versus the judgment day. Yeah. That would be interesting. That way you can have Randy start putting over guys like Damien Priest more. Yeah. Um now that Damien Priest is more established, uh, yeah. uh that would be interesting. Yeah. Um yeah, and then you could do yeah, you have the three guys, you have three guys there, so that that I'll work.
0: tell you what. The Royal Rumble got very interesting.
1: Oh, indeed. Indeed. Well then, um, that's the most
0: we've talked about WWE in forever. And that's
1: hundred percent accurate.
0: WWE just became a uh, staple of this show again because of CM Punk.
1: <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. I, pre- I appreciate the news. I appreciate they wanted
0: the, the, the Ring news. Post Radio rub. I get it.
1: I get it. I Everybody get it. does. Everybody does. It's a hot show. Hot commodity. Um, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Stardom. So Stardom had. Oh we're moving across the the globe here. Stardom had what I can only describe as an eventful week this week. A ball out of highs, a lot of lows. See, Uh, for me,
0: it's all highs because boy, oh boy, we already had the lowest of lows. That was the entire roster being hurt.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it kind of continued of officially people being hurt and officially titles being vacated, but talk to me. Scotty, you were on top of it the whole week. Talk to us. Just go sort of I don't know, day by day yeah. or whatever the best way yeah. to do this talk to the folks uh, talk, i didn't mean, give me i don't even i can't even write down everything that happened and i know it's all in your brain
0: okay yeah it's burned in my brain all right so there's a lot to talk about here so we'll do one we'll do step by step okay um we'll start with katsuhiko harada uh for now former president of bushi road fight mm-hmm. um retiring and I love Tara, the car, there. I love and the Caro Taro Okada taking over, who was running um, one of the branches of Bushiro. He's running like their theater company,
1: yeah.
0: Um, he is now taking over as the new president. He opened up the press conference on Monday with the whole spiel and whatever. And this is where it gets interesting, and it is definitely something that is very true um Meltzer officially reported this so I can obviously go in more on it and that is that Harada was the new president No no the old president, the uh, old the, president. Uh, we have we don't know anything about the new one Perfect. like the new one's just like I think he's just going to do his best to let the wrestling be the wrestling yep. um which is where we're getting to Harada has his hands in stardom a lot this year uh to the point where he was affecting the booking, right? He he had the idea of the Halloween show. He had the idea of the zombie stuff. He had the idea of the coffin matches. All this stuff that was so out of the ordinary over the past year and a half in
1: Stardom was Harada. Oh, this is and this stuff was mostly new blood, wasn't it? No, uh Stardom and Showcase. Stardom and
0: Showcase, which was Stardom and Showcase, yes. WWE esque type stuff. Yes. That everyone was like, Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Like this is this has nothing to do with the company. This has nothing to do with the show. Um, and I it sounds like there's a lot more powers at play here. Um, to the point of frustration for Rossi Ogawa, Rossi Ogawa being the one, of course, who made Stardom what it is, who book has has pretty much booked stardom to their popularity now um so this guy being gone it sounds like they used the so a few weeks ago they changed the start time of a stardom show like the day of by a couple hours which for us Not that big of a deal. We're just like, okay, whatever. In Japan, it was gigantic. Kidani, the Bushiro president, did a freaking like he, he went, he was on the Gold Rush pay per view talking about it, the investigation that they underwent, and all things like that. So Dave said that they might have used that as the out to get Harada out, Mm -hmm. which is big news. And here's how i will tell you how bad it was rossi said during that um during the press conference which was a very newsworthy one at that he hopes that this allows the wrestling people to take care of the wrestling essentially leave me the hell alone and let me do my job which that's bad and there were, and if you remember, there were rumblings a few months ago. Remember when we were talking about AEW and Stardom? M- Meltzer was, and he was like, "I can't really talk about Stardom right now." I'm guessing it had to do with this. I'm yeah. guessing, you know, I'm not, I don't know, you know, if Rossi was ever going to leave or anything like that. But I'm sure there was frustration to the point where it was a very questionable future involving. Everyone involved, and that brings us to the Julia interview.
1: Well, really, do you think that that the former president Bushi Road Harada was he the one maybe stopping a lot of the stardom uh AEW crossovers, or do you think that's still like a Rossi idea?
0: I I don't think I just don't think that like this has been a topic that's really been all that discussed. Yeah, like that'll come down to Rocky. Yeah, communicating with
1: but it sounds it sounds like at the very least that rossi had less control of the booking so how much control of that partnership he could have had if he was interested yeah. in it and number two it sounds sort of like um i forgot my second point <laughs> but but it, yeah. it sounds like rossi didn't really have control of that so if he wanted to do that he wasn't really doing that sure um,
0: like overall i think this is the best news possible because it feels like Rossi gets the power back. All sure. the best things that have happened with stardom are mostly because of his booking. Yeah. Truthfully, especially over the past couple of years. It's why so many people have looked at this year and said, what is different about them? You know, Harada's the one booking all these major shows. So nothing yeah. feels, nothing feels consistent with yeah. the company right yeah this everything year, this
1: year was so cold and all over everything the
0: was so wonky yeah nothing and and julia in her interview which maybe this is an interview she's confidently taking because one she's leaving or or two she's she's julia and she can say whatever else she wants like mm-hmm. these these are both things so she went as far as saying that they were destroying the thing rossi ogawa created Oof. and when you when you go as far as saying that yeah that is the ultimate Hey, let him do this, and it's and and she was saying how she sh- was pretty much sharing a lot of the roster's feelings towards this. Yeah, they didn't agree with a lot of it after the latter match at Gold Rush. She s- said, "Can I just wrestle a normal match, please?" In the back, like when she got to the back, like her frustrations were through the roof. And what her fr- and you could tell, like yeah. with her, you can tell because she hasn't been the Julia that I think a lot of people appreciate. And that has been the overall feeling in stardom this year. This is why it's all good news because it does feel like we're getting back. They haven't announced the triangle Derby that kicked off the air in the most slow possible way last year. Yep. They haven't announced any of these things. It feels like there is now a fresh feeling again. And it's that it's all going to start on December 29th, but it, Read that Julie interview because she was so supportive of Rossi, like pretty much saying like, you know, he needs to let his vision be seen. And this and is
1: this is what is working. This is what has been working. yes yeah, is his vision.
0: My favorite quote. And this, this is a little off, but she's like, yeah, we we're really great the past two years. And then. and it's like okay so they know like they're they're
1: aware they're really burying her yeah she's
0: like i have all these rivalries i have all these stories and i'm not playing to any of them yeah right and that's been the main problem stardom's greatest achievement often is playing to the many stories of their wrestlers Mm -hmm. julia hasn't done it a single time tam nakano had Arguably the worst world title reign ever. Like, there's just so many things, and there's so many big shows, and also Kidani. I think it was Kidani that said it that they will no longer be doing major shows during their big yes. Yes. which is that another, was also a huge part of it, which is another lovely addition to the many, many, many complications. So, with just between that, we're all, it's a it's a better feeling. After a cold, up-and-down, limited-focus year. Yeah. Like, you can tell what Rossi had his hands on and what Rossi didn't have his hands on throughout this story. Truthfully, like, you can. You can. You can tell exactly what he was control over. And I point to the Queen's Quest story that resulted in the cage. I was like, that's a Rossi thing. Yep. 100. The cage match isn't a to me a WWE step, that is a historic step that was using Joshi to tell yeah. stories. So that's a big thing. Um, and I think overall, hopefully, this means that again, they can get back on track. Yes, there are still injuries to be dealt with. Yes, there are you know so many questions, but as a stardom fan,
1: uh-huh.
0: as someone who covers this as deeply as I do.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I took a, pretty much everything from that as good news, and, and Rossi continues to tweet out like what his anger was. So like clearly he is, I think he's now in a position of power. Yeah, truthfully, like, he feels that because listen, he walked out on all Japan once once upon a time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would have no problem doing it again if he had to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that was what he would have done, but frustrations get to a level where it's like, all right, enough.
1: Well, yep. let's talk about someone. Let's talk about Julia, someone that may or may not be walking mm. out the door. I mean, so right now there's the rumor of a uh, big Joshi fan, Triple H, potentially bringing up, <laughs> possibly bringing up Julia to uh, WWE. But, you know, I, when you hear about this news and hearing really like Julia being the most vocal about it, I mm. wonder if, and I think you're right, It it could either be julia is on her way out the door so she's just yeah. kind of not really burning bridges but just sort helping
0: of like them care. on the way out helping the roster yeah in many ways. Yes. willing to willing to take the hit
1: yes exactly and i think that's very interesting um or perhaps uh this is julia being like if we don't fix things i'm gone i'm yeah. leaving one of your biggest stars if not your biggest star I'm going to be walking out that door. Yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, I think that's a real possibility. We know that Julia wants to work in Stardom. We know she likes ro- working with Rossi Ogawa. Um yeah, I'm clearly, sure she,
0: she put she defended him in every which way. Exactly.
1: Interview. She clearly has love for this promotion. Yeah. I mean, sure, the money will be great in WWE, but surely she has loyalty and ties yeah. to this company that she doesn't I'm want sure to Bruce lose. I'm
0: sure Bushiro can make the money pretty good.
1: exactly (laughs) so so i really wonder if this is just a situation especially with triple h's response to sort of bringing in julia of like oh we're just looking in big talent um from all from all angles i wonder if it truly was just an idea of if we don't fix things i'm gone yeah um
0: i think so i think uh i think they have a lot better shot at keeping her
1: oh yeah Oh yeah, I'll say that.
0: I won't say they can because you know again, she could be out the door. She is someone that, are understandably, could do big things elsewhere. Um, but if there were ever a chance to keep her, it would be after this. It would be after the changes. Um, yeah. because now we're gonna wait and see how much control does Rossi have back. Where can they book, and where mm-hmm. can they go? I think they were setting up certain people with the idea that she'd be gone anyways. Um, but if you're Bushy Road, if you're Stardom, you are doing everything in your power to keep her. And this is another, this is another good sort of news for you in that Julia may not, she may have went from having two feet out the door to maybe one.
1: Yeah, at least right, which is better than nothing. Exactly. Uh well no no feet out the door would be better I imagine so maybe well uh, that is true okay well
0: (laughs) no feet out the door locked in signed to a new contract that would be great uh but uh that's that's March that's March
1: can I how do you think I I this is just a thought I have this may be a conspiracy theory thought I don't know. Do you think at all this sort of affects the Mercedes Monet relationship with stardom slash Bushiroad? The whole idea was with Mercedes coming in is that she's really signing with, she was really working with Bushiroad more than stardom because Bushiroad had more of the capital than stardom did. Do you think that could have led to some of Bushiroad getting more involved in stardom's booking? Do you think this might hurt Mercedes working with stardom moving forward where do you think this sort of maybe affects the Mercedes Monet aspect of it all, if it affects anything at all?
0: I'm gonna guess it
1: probably doesn't have much effect. Um
0: We don't know anything about Mercedes Monet at this point. Like, fair, nothing. No <laughs> one knows a thing. I highly doubt that it was this guy that had anything to do with it. Like, if anything, it was Kadani mm-hmm. and company making sure they got her and were like, "Hey, can you can you book her on your show?" Yep. Sure right i don't think um harada probably had much to do with it but again you never know like you never know for sure but uh i i feel i feel confident that if she does want to come back she will easily come back
1: yeah i can agree with that i can certainly agree with that um well you we also had more news started. yeah early. let's
0: get into the more news the more news
1: is a lot so yeah I was gonna say that uh oh, we yeah. had a we we already knew that some people were injured and uh, well yes. some people being a lot of people but it was officially yes. announced that uh Tam Nakano is officially on that injured list and she is relinquishing the yes. world of stardom title um I believe if I'm not mistaken they also relinquished uh you know, boy is also titles. injured so they relinquished uh the goddess of stardom yes. titles as well.
0: So all these titles are relinquished, and some people may look at this. I know a lot of people are sad about Tam dropping the belt, whatever. Mm -hmm. To me, it is the ability to now move forward. Rather than having this big, looming question mark that they've had over them for a month now. Mm -hmm. They can now move forward. Um, The reality is, Suzu Suzuki is supposed to be World of Stardom
1: champion right now.
0: That is the reality.
1: Yes, the report was, I believe, from Dave Meltzer from The Observer, said that Susie was scheduled to win <laughs> yes. the title.
0: She was going to win the title. Um, she was going to be main eventing, the Queendom as is. So mm-hmm. everyone that thought that her winning and then challenging early was a bad thing no, it was a plan to get the main event that Rossi wanted in the main event, and that had nothing to do with Tam Nakano. Um yeah. So, ultimately, there's a few ways to look at this. One, Tam's reign ends as one of the worst World of Stardom title reigns ever. I'm not even going to hide sure. that fact. She had the title since April. She defended it, I think, three times. She defended it once against Mina in a double title match, once against Megan Bain, and another against Natsuko Tora. That was part of the many stardom problems this year. The world title was just not defended yeah, at all. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers this. The past two years, what have been the bright spots? The titles being defended, right? Utami's record reign. Shuri's record reign. All these things just came to a crashing halt this year. Uh, Tam's reign was never, ever even close to the potential it had. So, to me, the only bad thing is, yeah, she's hurt. Of course, you don't want anyone to be hurt. But you get to move forward what sucks is suzuzuki has now lost her moment
1: yeah well she can we, still get it back by eventually winning the world title she but can but she, beating get tam she as can get opposed, out of this
0: beating tam as opposed to beating micah mm-hmm. which newsflash people it's gonna be Suzuki versus micah um is a very different feeling. And I don't even know if they will push it now. Like, they could just wait to give her a bigger moment later at this point. that Everything is in play here Yeah, because she is not world champion right now. And if everyone watched the press conference or saw pictures from the press conference, she was noticeably angry. She's been angry about it. Mm -hmm. like she knew this was her moment she was going to be 21 21 years old in the world of stardom champion yep she is not penciled in she is confirmed as one of the future top stars of this company and she'll get her moment that's -hmm. without a doubt but boy oh boy would it have nice to beat tam and now yes the goddess of title the goddess of stardom titles are also relinquished but this is where the real good news comes in of course so uh, Megan Bain and Micah, will, of course, won the tag league. They'll get their shots at the titles, and then of course, after all the bat, well, after all the crazy news, right? We have the t- titles being vacated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Suzu's gonna fight Hazuki for her shot on the line at the pay-per-view. Give yes. run one- through the
1: pay-per-view lineup real quickly.
0: Yeah, we're having- one second. We're having a one-night tournament. At the core, can decide the other contender? Mm -hmm. It's between Micah, Ami Suray, LOL, Mina Shirakawa, and Momoa You can figure out Micah's probably winning that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, we have a pay-per-view to build to, which, like you said, the pay-per-view card. It's uh, Nanai Takahashi versus the Scandinavian Hurricane Alice, Inc. Mm -hmm. in a UWF Rules match. Yep. Uh, we will have the tag title match. It will be Megan Bain and Micah versus... A um,
1: uh, tournament winner?
0: <laughs> team to be... Actually, it's not even a tournament winner. It's just a team to be named. We'll get to that in a second.
1: Okay. Um, Julia versus Azume for the Strong Women's Championship? Yes. Your likely main event, Julia
0: and azumi for the title which will be a lot of fun high speed high speed title may sarah versus tecla so pretty announced so far oh and uh suzu versus suzuki like i said that will be that will be on the show so pretty quickly packed card here Mm -hmm. um and this is where it gets good of course after the god of stardom title Stuff after they said you know they'll fight for the vacant titles. Mm-hmm. Tommy Haishishta and Sasha Sh- Kamatani made their heroic return to the company, a much needed return to the company, yep. by the way. They show up together. They you know it's just like that was like the first moment. I was like, Oh my god, we're we're on the way back, baby. Fine, we're, not, we're on nope, the way back.
1: Not back yet, we're on the way.
0: We're on the the way. Uh, These two coming back, though, add so much star power, add so much um, excitement. You know, Sia being back after being gone for so long, obviously, is, like, great to see. Um, And they are likely going to be wrestling for those tag titles. And I'd say winning those tag titles with Megan... Not Megan. Micah set up for the world title match at Queendom. So... Uh, I agree. It, instant spark. I would say, um, there's still a lot of injuries. There's still a lot of people to come back. You know, I think at this point with the injuries, some people are just precautionary. Um, we're just keeping them out cause they don't, they're not needed right now. Um, you know, Tim that's for different, but like my, you, for example, all she did was dislocate her pinky. Uh, that's all she did. If she needed to wrestle, she'd probably be there, but she's a lot more important now for January 4th than she is this upcoming weekend, right? She, yeah. They need her for that. Yep. So keep her out, keep her healthy. And I think uh, things are pointing up. Even though titles have been vacated, um, <laughs> I think things couldn't be more pointing up because now they have a direction. Now they can move forward. Um, And now Queendom can finally take shape. And it's pretty crazy that your next World of Stardom champion will either be Suzu Suzuki, Hazuki, Micah, Minashirikawa, Momu Watanabe, or Ami (laughs) Sarei.
1: Yeah. It's
0: it's someone new, no matter what.
1: I think you're right. I think this this weekend, Nagoya Big Winter is the show. Uh, This has... I think it's on Saturday, December 2nd. Uh, it has – it's going to be a lot of resetting, I feel like, this yeah. weekend and really trying to get back onto the course. Dream Queendom 3 really has the potential to really put kind of put things back into place. Um, I think you're right. I think Suzu Suzuki is easily winning this main event against Suzuki. I think that would be weird for her to lose all of a sudden. Yeah, she'll be fine. Uh, I think might just right. a
0: way to give them a good match.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think you're right. I think Micah winning could also be interesting. Um, that, that was, if I'm not mistaken, Micah Suzuki. That was also the five-star Grand Prix final, if I'm not mistaken. Sure me.
0: was. It's the only story this year that has lasted more than like a few months.
1: So why not run it back, So, maybe? so it
0: shouldn't be shocking that it is what Rossi's going with to close uh-huh. out the year.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, probably like you said, Utami and Saya Kamatani winning the tag titles this weekend as well, setting up something down the line for Dream Queendom. And then, yeah, we'll, uh... there's
0: a lot of teams they can make work. And it's Utami and Saya in a big match. Yeah. It literally doesn't matter who they face, truthfully. Exactly. They'll, exactly. They'll, they'll give them someone good, though, I'm sure.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think its a it's been a very eventful week. I think it's been a big week of rewriting ships. Uh, I really hope, I sent in a Slack message to you, I really hope that the former president uh, for Road was a, uh, not a fall guy, but actually was the guy. I hope this isn't just sort of like a thing, a, a presser to sort of pass things up for the public, and then we'll get back to what we're doing. Yeah. I hope this is actually like, oh, yeah, he was at fault, and we're kicking him out to the curb, and things are going to go back on track pre 2023 for, for Stardom. again. Yeah, exactly. I, I think – it the next month is going to be very interesting to see how stardom does and is run and is booked and then green kingdom three is the way to really get us back on course for stardom having a better 2024
0: there so there you know we all look to the final two weeks of the year
1: Mm -hmm.
0: as you know um the big start for japanese wrestling yeah. Um. so they'll have Dream Queendom on the 29th they have a Yokohama Budokan pay-per-view on the 3rd and then on the 4th is the brand new um, Tokyo Dome
1: City Hall show it's hit beyond Stardom Gate yes
0: that will be the show where the IWGP titles on the line so those three shows will be very important in kicking back off to
1: back to back day. pretty much
0: yeah so um those are the ones you look for i think dream queendom won't be a single um show to kick it off just because they have the two big shows to kick off the year yeah. but that's the start everything until then it, you know just accept where we're at yep and i think that's where um if anyone's trying to get back into stardom that's where you should start is dream queendom yeah. rather than a conclusion to the year it's a start for what's next it Not, feels like new-
1: a, a night one of a three-night extravaganza. uh
0: they, they really took the uh WrestleMania thing to heart and said, "Let's do three
1: nights." I was watching. There was that CM Punk clip going around of like, "Oh yeah, MJF, you go to go to WWE, go to the other place and go work on night four of a buy one get one." And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, CM Punk, what a hypocrite, back working these buy one get ones." And I'm here thinking. MJF is currently doing buy one, get ones every single show. I
0: I, I think I don't know if WWE does buy one, get ones anymore. I think they just sell their tickets. Normal.
1: Yeah. I think they're actively selling. I'm sure
0: in like a few cities they have, but that's like, you know, if you're going to go back to Corpus Christi, Texas, what do you expect?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Last bit of news before we close out the show here, the continental classic is officially underway for (laughs) AEW. Um, (laughs) we Dang. found we officially found out who uh, was competing in the Continental Classic last Wednesday a couple hours before Dynamite aired uh with matches for our, for the sh- for the tournament uh and then of course Collision last night also had some matches air as well which I watched as well um uh Scotty I think you've only seen Dynamite so far um I just um, haven't
0: seen Eddie and in- Yet, which yeah i'm told okay. is easily the best match so
1: yes i thought it was easily the best match but best stuff. before we i don't i don't really want to break down matches here i just want to now that the tournament is started and there isn't really a lot of stuff to preview let's see if we can try to get excited at this point about the wrestlers that have officially been announced and how we feel about the announcements of who is in each league so we have these two leagues gold and blue, on the gold league, we have John Moxley, Jay White, Swerve Strickland, Roosh, Jay Lethal, and Mark Briscoe. So talk to me, Scotty. We'll start there first. What do you think about the gold league? How do you think that how do you think that gold league shapes out for you?
0: It's comfortably the weakest, even though I think it's the most top heavy. Um yeah. I think like the Mox, Roosh, Jay, Swerve, like that's the best four of either block. And, R- and
1: Roosh is fourth on that, I would argue. Yeah. Um, for uh, for us, he's like two. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um is like
0: fourth in my excitement <laughs> level right now. Um, just because I think I'm used to mox and what he does. Yeah. Um uh, but yeah, like Jay Lethal's the worst of the entire tournament by far. Yeah. I watched his match with Swerve and I was like, why is this so boring? <laughs> I, was like, this is, I was like, he's just such a boring wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, But overall, I think the league looks good, and I like that it's putting – it has great matchups, right? We're getting Swerve and Jay White this upcoming week.
1: Yep. Roosh versus um, Mark Briscoe, honestly. That's probably
0: going to be incredible.
1: Give, give, me some, <laughs> give me some of that 2019 ROH, baby. <laughs> give, give
0: me Roosh – Versus everyone, uh, Roosh is incredible right now.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I, it's funny because, like, I just think
1: Roosh it challenges versus, aw Roosh versus Moxley. Hold on, Roosh versus Moxley. That could be like that could be like Danielson
0: versus Roosh from earlier this year.
1: <laughs> I know. Oh
0: man, they should have just ran that back. And now that I think about it though, yeah. um, they probably want to keep. Danielson Healthy. Uh so that's probably a good, good idea they oh, no, not really, because I've seen the rest of the block. It's gonna be bad for him either way. Yeah. Uh I, I think it's a good league. I think Jay Lethal is such a letdown. Like the, everyone said, like, oh, there's gonna be like, you know, one or two bad wrestlers because you just know it.
1: Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get some pin eaters out there.
0: But, but could they have picked a better, more entertaining pin eater? Like, give me a luchador, like a full on luchador that moves.
1: I would have, I would have greatly enjoyed a adding. I, I think the problem, the, my or a young issue, guy.
0: I like the young guy. In I like Garcia, Garcia being one. In the
1: other block. I think my one of my big things game. is I think a lot of these guys are very similar. <laughs> like we got a lot of brawlers, technicians, and that's yeah. kind of it. Yeah, was, especially
0: in this block.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like, mean, it, the only luchador you know is like Andrade and Roosh. and they aren't. I mean, Roosh is a brawler, um, yeah. and Andrade is just sort of like
0: Andrade is far
1: more grounded now. Yes, so he's not really he's not really luchador in any capacity. I, I I agree with you. A Pentagon in this a Pentagon would have easily made sense in this group.
0: Yeah, um, they have them lose all the time. Wouldn't have been that tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know that's not really the biggest thing if bandito could have returned that could have easily worked as well um i think adding my point there being going off of what you said about bringing the luchador is i think a lot of these guys are brawlers and technicians if we brought in more styles like a luchador um or i don't know even if you put like colt cabana to eat a bunch of pins, he's not gonna be anything in here but just sort of like comedy i know it's the toro thing of it all but like Something just to give a different energy to it. So not all the matches look the same a little bit. Um, That could have been interesting. Uh, Dustin hey, Rhodes in would have been Lethal.
0: interesting. They nailed that with Jay Lethal. All of his matches don't look the same as all the other ones. His is boring as shit.
1: That might be fair. That might be fair. I just think like someone like, you know, putting a Keith Lee in here could have been interesting. I mean, he's a, a big dude. That could have been fun. Um, th- There's options is basically what I'm trying to say.
0: That is true. Um, I will say there's also Takeshita
1: that... that a lot of people were upset about. Is Takeshita yeah. actively being like, I really want to be in this, I, I really always wanted to be a triple crown winner, and then not getting booked for the, the tournament. I think is a fascinating result.
0: The handling of Takeshita has been laughable, yeah. And again, highlights the problems with AEW. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this guy is super over, he'd be Kenny Omega. Let's not do anything with
1: him. Uh, yeah, it's been rough, but uh, yes, right now Moxley, Jay White, Swerve, all three points, Roosh, Jay Lethal, and all have zero points. Next up, we have I believe it's Moxley, Jay Lethal, Roosh, Mark Briscoe, and Jay White versus Swerve Strickland, redoing a match from earlier this year in New Japan. Fun fact,
0: I think they'll have to be a 20 minute time limit.
1: Yes, they're 20 minute time limits. Uh, if we officially found out, I guess we officially found out beforehand, maybe I don't know. It's like three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a a loss. Can't Uh,
0: be having Jay and Swerve lose. No. Uh,
1: Blue League, Gwyn Evans points out that the biggest Continental Classic story is if Danielson will get injured uh, before the finals. I think that's fair. I'm pretty
0: sure he's still injured.
1: Yeah, but he's still technically, he did not wrestle a collision, so he's already starting off poorly. But right now, Blue League, you have Claudio Casagnoli Brody King, Eddie Kingston, Daniel Garcia, Brian Danielson, and Andrade El Idolo. What do you think about the Blue League here?
0: Doesn't have the high of highs like the other one, but it doesn't have the lows of lows. It is a consistent across-the-board type uh, league. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of exciting matchups, a.k.a. Danielson versus everyone. Yep. Yep. Um. I'm very excited to run back Danielson versus Garcia. I kind of hope that's the match they use to get Garcia back to being Garcia.
1: Yep, I um, agree.
0: Please, for the love of God, I watched the Claudio match and I was like, for this close, we yeah. are this close. <laughs> Just yeah. keep, keep pushing it. Um, and if that's what they're using this turn for, then great. Uh, Danielson, I'm excited to see back, obviously, um, because AEW needs him. <laughs> Mm -hmm. very badly Mm -hmm. i need him to stay healthy too i need us to get to him versus okada i need a lot of things to happen revolving this guy and i don't feel good about any of it but i'm excited nonetheless
1: Uh, i'm Uh, very nervous about him being in a tournament against eddie kingston brody king claudio andrade like i'm very nervous this could easily go poorly for old brian danielson the
0: best my my maybe my favorite part of this bracket is that they got Brody King in a singles environment.
1: I agree. I, I love Brody King in this spot. He he is a sizable pin eater, but can easily be an upset guy like last night in a collision, pick up a win over Eddie Kingston. He yeah. can easily be an upset guy. He is kind of like for me, Brody King is almost in that rouge spot where it's like, oh, he can easily mm. eat pins, but he could also easily upset some some gift yeah. of wins. Yeah, and he's
0: been doing he's been like the one consistency in House of Black that isn't named Julia Hart, I guess. Um <laughs> which is a different conversation. Yeah. Uh that I'm excited to see. I'm happy they picked him over the other two.
1: Also I, going into this tournament injured, by the way.
0: Yeah, this is also true. Um uh, Eddie, obviously, I'm excited about. This is his type of thing, and I think he will. I think he will succeed a lot better in this one as opposed to the G one, one because it's not night after night. And two, um, I don't know. I just think the AEW fans get him. I mean, the new the Japan the new Japan fans really liked him as yeah. well. But I just think this is um, easier for him to kind of create a story. He's already down one. Right, if all of his titles are on the line. It's a great story to go. For, with him pulling off some big upsets down the line against a Claudio, perhaps. You know, the story there for him, Danielson, so on and so forth. We'll get a
1: Claudio-Danielson um, match. We get a little BCC match.
0: Love here. that. Mm-hmm. Uh I think Claudio's a beast. He was perfect for this tournament. I, I said to myself, can they keep out? <laughs> like, can they keep out the three Blackpool Combat Club guys? Because I feel mm-hmm. like they're all going to want in it. The answer was no. They simply just <laughs> put them all in it.
1: <laughs>
0: I was like, I thought of it. Yeah. it. Um, it's stupid, by the way, that Kenny Omega is not at this turn. I just want to, like, I can't stress that enough. How stupid on the surface that is that he continues to be a tag team wrestler. Like, what?
1: Yes. I the, don't the understand elite-verse. the
0: obsession. I don't understand the obsession with him being a tag team trios wrestler. I don't get it. I do not get it. I do will never get it. He's fine. I've seen him wrestle these singles matches. I know he's fine.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, uh the elite verse nowhere to be found in this in this tournament. Uh which is a, a damn shame, got to say. But, you know, it's almost it almost is more of like this is a collision uh this is a collision tournament than anything else if that makes sense, you know. It's,
0: yeah. Uh, when I saw Rush on Dynamite, I was like this is
1: weird. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him since what January since that Danielson match. Uh,
0: yeah, I was like, this is this is not something I was expecting to happen, but okay.
1: But yeah, I, I like Claudio in here, I like Brody, I really like being in the spot. Eddie makes sense. Daniel Garcia is a great spot to be in as well. Danielson, uh, obviously great. Andrade will be fine. I'm going to echo Gwyn Evans' uh comment in the chat. Claudio's made for tournaments, him versus Brody is going to be great. Yeah, Claudio versus Brody will be great. Brody versus honestly, I think. Brody versus Andrade would be very interesting to me. I just want to see what that looks like. Um, yeah, I think this is... Blue League looks very good. Um, it's just a matter of, will Danielson uh, die before the tournament's over? Uh, is no the promises. Big, no promises. I, That's the big question. I, and then, of course, well, before we move on, I also want to address the Eddie Kingston of it all. He's putting his titles, the Ring of Honor World title and the New Japan Strong title on the line. Yeah. And it seems like what all of this means is the titles are now sort of in purgatory. Yeah. Where they're being defended in the overall tournament, not match by match. Birdie King pins Eddie Kingston tonight.
0: The winner gets them.
1: Yes. So the currently the titles are being sort of held. For some reason, I want to say the word abeyance. I feel like that's a wwe ass word is abeyance. Uh, they're be- basically being in purgatory. Abeyance is a proper word. They're, being, they're currently being held in purgatory, held in abeyance. Uh, and then uh, uh, whoever wins the tournament becomes the new Ring of Honor World Champion, the new Japan Strong Champion, in this mystery belt that is either done and waiting, or I'm going to guess, uh, funny enough, probably not finished. And they're like, uh, oh, just put a belt in there. <laughs> just make it look. Just make it look. We'll make it a mystery. We'll make the belt. Because this tournament does feel last minute. That's why that makes it funny to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the most clarity we got on this Eddie Kingston stuff. It's just, it's everything is held in purgatory until whoever the winner is.
0: Eat your heart out. Final battle. Eat your heart out.
1: Yeah. So that, that being said, if the world title is being held in suspension, uh, uh, up until world's end, which if I'm not mistaken is after final battle, was like correct. a week or maybe after final battle. Week or two, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, two weeks afterwards. Then there will presumably be no world title match at Ring of Honor final battle this year. The
0: universe is Ronda Rousey. Sell all the tickets.
1: That will probably be your main event.
0: If Ronda's even doing it.
1: Ronda's even doing it. <laughs> I don't it. even know. The tag titles, who the hell knows what's happening with those. The, the TV title was supposed to be Shibata versus Yuda, and they just the did pure, that. Pure,
0: pure, 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 title. Oh,
1: Yeah, the pure title, yes. The pure title was supposed to be Shibata versus Yuta, but Shibata apparently has to go to Japan immediately, and I'm so they planned that on Yura rampage. And yeah, now we're looking. Yeah, now we're looking like it's going to be Yuta versus Hook at Final Battle. Which all right, uh, and then uh, the TV title is. Also floating around there, I think I read somewhere that there's like a survival of the fittest match, match or something happening for that. I don't know, but That's uh, a choice, yeah. It's right now, there's there's currently Ring of Honor Final Battle looks real bad, <laughs> kind really of real bad.
0: bad. I don't know why this brand still exists.
1: Uh it's been a rough year remember last year we were all like yeah hyped up on ring of honor we got the third the you know the briscoes versus ftr we're all getting into it match of the year contender match of the year winner for a lot of people here we are a year later and it's like this brand sucks it's dead nothing's happening yes for a fact ring of honor world tv title survival of the fittest fittest six-way elimination match uh will be happening at final battle uh with great with people in it, we don't know who. <laughs> um,
0: will they have the kingdom beat MJF on that show? I would, MJF's on the poster, so it looks like he will be there.
1: That's good for him. I think <laughs> I King
0: would, too, though, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I don't know, man. You got you
0: uh, on the poster really quick,
1: yeah, good for him. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Ring of Honor. This Ring of Honor brand's deader than a doornail. Uh, it should just go away. It's literally... It, it's it been two years, and it's like, whoa, It is Is Ring of Honor... Let's let's have this conversation. Is Ring of Honor in a better spot no! than it was? <laughs> with the Sinclair era?
0: No, it's not in a better spot. At least it was a brand back then. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, the only good thing I can say about the Tony Khan version of Ring of Honor is that, like, the pay-per-views have mostly all been great.
1: I what was the last pay-per-view? I don't even remember it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Death before, <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> R-H Death. I'll tell you what it was, okay? I'm, I'm
1: also looking it up. Uh, there we Death go. Here mis- was the Honor. show. You
0: had Josh Woods defeat Tracy Williams on the pre-show. You had Action and and, D- and Darius Martin defeat the Work Horseman. You had Layla Hirsch defeat Trisha Dora. AR Fox defeat Shane Taylor. <laughs> and then the pre-show. <laughs> on the main show, you had Gravity defeat Command. Oh, my God. Gravity. That's when we got Gravity, and he's so bad. Oh, I hate that guy. He's so bad. Samoa Joe defeated Dalton Castle. Oof with the title on the left 13 minutes aussie open defeated the lucha Bros, the kingdom and best friends to win the tag titles that was the one
1: was that the one where uh uh no okay no that was just the four-way
0: mogul embassies brian cage bishop khan and toa leona defeated (laughs) defeated leon (laughs) ruffin master Wato, and Ryusuke taguchi
1: don't remember that at all <laughs>
0: Katsuyori Shibata defeated Daniel Garcia.
1: I all right, apparently that means. was good.
0: Uh, the Dark Order defeated Stu Grace and the Righteous. In that was actually pretty honor. good.
1: That was actually Claud- a pretty good match.
0: Claudio defeated Pac. I remember that because uh, Pac had to get pushed into that because Eddie left
1: for the G1 or something.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, and then Athena versus Willow Nightingale. All right, so the last pay-per-view was good.
1: 8.73 like on Cage Man. But
0: here's the problem. Everything else is useless. I I have talked before on the show of how good the Empty Arena Ring of Honor shows were during the pandemic.
1: They we were really did. good. We both Really did. good they're wrestling.
0: Um, I don't know if, like, here's the thing. I don't know if they're better off, but at the same time... At least Surely they're, they're
1: making like, more money. Well, yeah. Uh, uh are they at the peak at the peak <laughs> are they making money at at the peak ring of honor aew they said that they had like what fifteen thousand subscribers so that was one hundred fifty yeah, thousand dollars a month roughly on top of that pay-per-views that's true i guess uh, the
0: way i we can look at it
1: is well, i would also argue that they don't have fifteen thousand subscribers anymore true. so you're what i don't know what let's just say half Let's say 7, 000, 7, 7,0, 7500 or something. They're making yeah. seventy-five thousand a month. Yeah. Plus pay-per-views. Uh, I guess it's better off now, but yeah. How much was the Sinclair deal? That's that's the question. I'll look this up. Um yeah, it's not that good. Continental Classic, that's what we were talking about too. I don't know. Um it's my fun. pick
0: by the way, it's probably Moxley and Kinks.
1: Well, so they're doing league tournament finals and then final finals.
0: Right. Okay. So, so who, who do you want to finals. win the
1: gold league or who do you want to be the, the semifinals, I guess, of the gold league? Who do you want to be the semifinals of the blue league? And then who do you want to win overall?
0: Uh, Gold league, I'd get swerve in there. Yeah. Um, and I guess Moxie probably because I just don't see him losing enough, and then uh, Eddie and Danielson probably, Mm -hmm. right? That would make the most sense. And then I'd put I think Mox and Eddie's the best story because duh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I i agree i agree but i mean
0: like for worlds and world's end world's end question mark yep, worlds end. um having them plus mjf versus joe that is a good one two well hopefully it's a good one two punch i never know how to feel about mjf matches anymore um but I hope here here's me hoping mjf goes into the match 100 healthy and 100 of fine because i really liked their last match Uh, Uh I thought Samoa Joe versus MJF was great the first time around. Um, So hopefully those two are kind of the matches you highlight, then whatever the hell the Young Bucks are doing, um, then whatever the show goes. Um, That's a month away, so time to really speed that into
1: full gear. (laughs) Speed that into full gear? I was trying not to say it. (laughs) Uh... well, here, we'll here's see. a here's a better question for you because I, I can't look up the Sinclair numbers. Obviously, I think it looks yeah. like it was might have been purchased in 2011 for un, under 10 mil. Sure. Tony Khan doesn't. Who cares about that? Tony Khan purchases it for under four mil. Do we think that Tony Khan has gotten that return on the investment? Has he has he gotten roughly four million dollars for Ring of Honor in these past two years?
0: No way.
1: A hunt so one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. If they had fifteen thousand and they kept it for twenty four months, would be three point six million dollars. No. <laughs> and, yeah, and there's no way they kept that many subscribers for two years.
0: No way, and they definitely didn't get in like tickets or anything yet either. No, they run they, small buildings.
1: Uh, well, they when they run the tapings and then they run you know, whatever, pre-show pre collision. They're darks now, you know?
0: Here's what's really important. I it need to see me. how the, the show, I need to see how Final Battle is doing ticket-wise. My God, Survivor Series. Have yourself a time. That's insane. <laughs> they sold so many tickets. Battle in the Valley. Oh, Sorry. Hard to Kill has only sold 539 tickets. That is the same day as Battle in the Valley, which has sold 1,057. Ugh. Battle in the Valley, um, I don't know if you know this, they haven't announced even anything. They just put Will Osprey on a poster.
1: That's it. Perfect.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Well, well, you know, I thought TNA coming back would be exciting, but I was wrong. Um,
1: well, we talked about when TNA announced it, they said they were going to run bigger stadiums and everything. And it seems like part of that plan was to bring in CM Punk, and that yeah. didn't pan out. Yeah, how'd that go? Which, which I talked about at the time when it came to like CM Punk, or I talked about it more when it came to Osprey. Surely they're uh, going to try to get one of these big guys so they can sell some bigger arenas.
0: Osprey, oh, Osprey, oh, yeah, they didn't get anyone. Oh, sp- um, I don't think. We're not up to it. Well, World's End's selling really well. They only have a thousand tickets left in the current setup.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty
0: good. It's not that big of an accomplishment. NXT Deadline has sold 2,451.
1: How many did you say World's End sold? Uh,
0: 6,000.
1: All right. Yeah. I mean,
0: I would hope they would outsell NXT.
1: Um so pay-per-view buys for Ring of Honor somewhere, you know, anywhere between like maybe twenty to twenty-five thousand or something. Um uh, I'm looking at one number that has uh final battle last year. Uh we're down from death before dishonor, and they were at twenty-five thousand. Someone's gonna say twenty-five thousand. How much do you think the ring of honor pay-per-views cost? I'm trying to remember. Like 40 uh forty bucks, I think. So let's say 40 bucks uh, is a million dollars for for a gate or for a pay-per-view, you know, for the pay-per-view distribution times, let's just say five, five million dollars is what we're saying here. So, yeah, he would have, in theory, gotten his return on the investment, depending on the pay-per-view buys. Okay, so there we go. Ring of Honor is a success. It just... it's, it. It became a success as it died more. Hmm. Sounds like sounds like sounds like another company in the Tony Khan family. Um. Who boy. All right. Final well,
0: battle. That's what I'm looking for. Here we go. Uh. Last update was November 17th, and they had sold 877 tickets
1: for an arena size to
0: 3,722. <laughs>
1: And how many did you say? Deadline was it two thousand? They've already sold two thousand.
0: Though it is sooner, it is sooner.
1: Not that much sooner, I don't think.
0: It is one second, one second, one second. It It is is a a week week
1: after. It's a week, (laughs) a week before.
0: Oh, so boy. so so let's talk about it. Who are they? Who is Tony Khan? Conv- that isn't, by the way, that show is in two weeks. Essentially, uh, who is Tony Khan forcing on the AW roster to work that show?
1: I mean, Swerve. We're gonna do Swerve. It's versus- always
0: Swerve. It's Swerve, Swerve versus guy. Keith Lee. It's
1: Swerve versus Keith Lee, baby. Final battle. Here we come.
0: That would be fine, actually.
1: <laughs> no. Oh my God! Are we gonna call up Ninja Mac? We need a we need to call oh, up, uh, Jesus Noah's Ninja Mac to try to get some. Uh, this is your cheaper, ta- cheaper wrestlers. What I
0: need Tony Khan to do with Ring of Honor is just go full nerd with the booking and just like book the most random, like hardcore matches, and just hope that gets people in the building.
1: Well, <laughs> I think I think the the number one thing he picks do, terrible that. locations by the way for these yeah. Ring of Honor shows. We got to do, I think, what are we doing, Scotty? What what are we talking about, AEW roster members? We got to look at the Ring of Honor roster page. All right, let's look at
0: this. He loves doing
1: this, and it's never better. Never been updated. Never been, okay, well, okay, perfect. We got Chris Jericho. He can work Final Battle. (laughs) Uh, Mercedes Martinez, Dax Harwood, the, the boys, all these people, they can work it. They can work Final Battle. That's fine. It's a good show today. (laughs) It's a good show. This this (laughs) goddamn this show. Um that is it, man. December 15th, Garland, Texas. Uh that is it for this week's folk. This week's episode of Ring Post Radio Folks. Scotty uh we talked about cm punk we talked about survivor series we talked about stardom and we talked about ring of honor for some reason uh but if there was more things you want to talk about more things that you want people to go to what could those things be you follow me at scotty wrestling
0: on x that's where you can see my tweets and stuff uh your posts most of it's just starter news. That's all it was this week. It was a holiday week. Hope everyone had a happy holiday weekend, week, whatever the hell it's called.
1: We were too distracted um, by CM Punk to talk about how Thanksgiving went for us.
0: <laughs> it's hard. I Like I said, it's it's something I still am unsure that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, not Thanksgiving. CM Punk. I just want to know. I know Thanksgiving happened. Um, felt every bit of it. uh, uh What else? What else? What else? Um, we are supposed to have a new Stardom Road episode this week, but Trent has no internet right now and hasn't for a week, (laughs) so (laughs) yeah, Australia is not helping him or something. Um, so we might have a double, we might have you might just have to get back to back weeks starting next week. Uh, but make sure to tune in because it's Jungle Kiona, and I know a lot of people love Jungle Kiona. Um, and that's Trent's favorite wrestler, so <laughs> he's leading that one. Um, and then what else? What else? Oh, match of the week, perhaps. Oh, Jesus, I like watch nothing this week.
1: Apparently, like more than 10 million Australians have been cut off from internet and phone services nationwide. Oh,
0: I wonder if Trent knows that hope he does
1: give him give him a call Ooh, no, no I, might, uh, I might have to
0: give him a four inch hey, uh trent uh... send
1: him a letter <laughs> <Does that laughs> yeah
0: i'll get there in uh five to seven business days well, um, oh my match of the week was from the world's strong week no real world tag league that's real world called. tag league all right you watching it yeah, of course I am. I, they have the best tag team of the year in it. Um, and, if, and my match of the weekend falls is the best tag team of the year. It was! Keto Miyahara and Yuma Oyagi versus Riki Honda and Yuma Anzai. That was really, really good. Which,
1: which night of World Tag League was this?
0: Uh, Whatever the 19th was. Perfect.
1: <laughs> it was uh, November 19th. Alright, I gotta look this up then. Uh, it was really I, good. It, uh, heard, I heard was that awful. was good. I also heard that there was a draw, I think, from the Saito brothers or something that was really good as a main event. That's crazy. Uh, I'm not entirely <laughs> positive. Could uh, be. Uh, 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 the Saito brothers. Apparently getting, they had a good match.
0: They're getting good, finally.
1: The Saito brothers? The Saito yeah. brothers?
0: Yeah, they're figuring it out. That's well, good for them. Good for them. Well, they're very different. You know, they're like a big powerhouse team.
1: Um, yeah, that's true. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan. I see follow the whole show at Countout Pod. Um, my match of the week is I'm catching up. I'm going through my backlog of the year. Scotty, I watched Kento Miyohara versus Kenshiko Nakajima Jesus from Christ. One Night Dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's absurd.
1: That's I'm up.
0: Absurd. I'm catching that you up just right now watched that. I can't I would have pushed that to the front of my list so much sooner than you just did
1: than you did. Would it be upset you if I still if I tell you I still haven't watched the stardom steel cage match?
0: Well, you've just absolutely <laughs> lost the moment since, but that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you watch, you need to here's what you need to do all right everyone this is a this is an intervention for the way ryan watches wrestling okay. uh you need to stop focusing on rampage and <laughs> collision and dynamite and yeah. you need to go back and watch all the things that were actually great this year yeah. thanks uh-huh. Uh-huh. pal that's that's more important because here's the thing right you're going to need to put a, re- a match of the year list together a wrestler of the year list <laughs> together What are you going to do it if you don't watch Nakajima versus Miyahara on the last night of the year? Huh? What are you going to do? it?
1: I'll watch it in June the following year, of course. That's
0: great. That's great. Can't wait to see your list then. Yeah. When you put your voice of the wrestling uh, voting in for match of the year and you can't fill out half of it because you didn't see all the year-end matches,
1: it's going to be great. What do you think I'm catching up on? What do you think I'm trying to do is do that? But my right point now.
0: is, you're not going to get caught up. You just watched Nakajima versus Miyahara. By the way, great match. Far better than I gave credit for at the time, because I don't think I watched it fully. Look,
1: I, look. Have it. I only have, according to my list, 241 matches to watch. <laughs> okay, there is... You could easily axe 100 of those. I probably could. A lot of them are probably Rampages, MLWs, collisions. Stop bloody Rampage!
0: The fact that you just said MLW is actually disgusting.
1: Oh man,
0: you um, know you know, you know I was gonna watch an MLW sh- uh, match from their past pay per view, yeah, but I'm like I'm like twenty five matches behind, so I said, you know what, I'm not gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy. I think I think this is the this is your new this is the skill you need to learn. You need to learn to skip. The things that you know aren't going to be a match of the year contender or anything Uh like that. uh uh Like, listen, I know. I understand MLW has given you some of your favorite moments (laughs) in
1: history. (laughs) I understand
0: that you even went on this show and said you wished. MJF was more like the Miz. No, I understand all these that things once. that you are hoping for the world <laughs> of pro wrestling, but it's yeah. okay to skip some of these matches.
1: I know, I I know you said you're excited that Alex Hammerstone has returned to MLW before Ryan. See, no one-
0: believes that one because i don't care about mow or <laughs> you could have used something more believable
1: no well that's true what i just said is factually true yeah
0: you didn't you did say they he well did everyone's
1: well, leaving everyone's leaving that company they did an angle where hammerstone left the company but it was all fake and he returned immediately
0: <laughs> what, a, what a what a company
1: oh my god God, MLW sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about rethinking a lot of things. I talked about it before. Where I was next year, I'm probably just going to not watch Dynamite live and just like look at Rampage and pick a match or two. Collision, Dynamite, same thing. Not kind of what watch I do with
0: Dynamite live. That just sounds like you're going to get backed up even.
1: <laughs> no, no, I mean like not watch Dynamite live. I might watch all of Dynamite still, but I'll be pick. I'll be at least cherry picking Rampage and probably Collision. Yeah
0: here's my cheat code. I've never watched any of these shows live. Works out.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm definitely scaling back my AEW watching next year. And uh, They're
0: going to uh, get good again. This is going to go all for naught, but th- that's fine. I know. Um, Rampage, you could just not watch. Uh,
1: did you know that the last NLW pay-per-view, uh, Fightland, uh, the main event, Alex Kane versus Jacob Fatu, went 48 minutes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so bad. I almost watched that match and I said, you know what? It probably wasn't all that great. 48 minutes. Who the hell's watching them wrestle 48 minutes? Holy uh,
1: shit. 48 minutes and three seconds. I it must has, stress.
0: I must stress to
1: you, right? It has two it two five-star ratings on Cage Match, which means a two and a half. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: You know how hard it is to have a 48-minute match? I get, I could have told you before the match happened that those two could not wrestle for 48 minutes and they get
1: entertaining.
0: That's not a shot at Alex Kane or Jacob Fatu. That is a shot at the idea of making them wrestle for 48 minutes.
1: Alex Kane is not ready. <laughs> he's not ready for a 48-minute match. I'm sorry. He's, he's solid, but 48 minutes, no.
0: Oh, no. brother oh, yeah. I, oh this, that's a great uh we have
1: <laughs> no are one... you reading the comments and thing
0: yeah no one told me okay all right um <laughs> anyways
1: <laughs> uh anything else to plug uh yeah stardom road listen to that show your dose of death ring post radio we'll be back next week uh, I don't know what the hell we're talking about next week. We
0: got uh, a stardom pay-per-view.
1: Stardom and pay-per-view, probably CM Punk, more con- CM Punk conversation. When do
0: we get to put All Japan in our shuffle? Do we have to wait? Are we- Time out. Do we have to wait until the new year when we do the reshuffle? Is that when we get to finally put it into the shuffle?
1: Yes, correct. <laughs> ah,
0: brother. That means we'll, more- we'll, we'll,
1: we'll talk about All Japan uh the last the end of the year show, show of the year
0: well yeah, yeah. because that's the new year You're
1: what what day to... is that what day is the show
0: december 31st
1: <laughs> december 31st uh which yeah,
0: is, is that a sunday
1: yes it's a sunday so we won't be talking about that match probably <laughs> we'll not probably not wait much. a week to walk, talk about it which well, will be yeah, the new we'll year december so we'll reshuffle 35th. that in
0: yeah we're gonna record december 31st that's the world's end review
1: so next week we will and be start really... dream quick oh geez. i know and World's End, and Dream That's Queendom, okay. and previewing <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Uh, hopefully we can get a special like we did last year.
1: Probably not previewing Noah. Oh, that uh, show's bad.
0: Have you seen that show? That is bad. The new no, show, the new no, year? No, they're doing a Road to Wrestle Kingdom match on that show.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: When the second best match on the card so far is Daga versus Ada, you know it's bad.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be, yeah, we, we have to do, we might have to do like two episodes, like a Wrestle Kingdom special, like we did before. Um, but we'll talk Chris about Sam's that. Up.
0: Yeah, it's we'll to call it Chris Sampson,
1: <laughs> but that was a preview, right? That was a, that was a Wrestle Kingdom preview, right? Not a review, yeah, which,
0: right, which, um, this is what we're talking about. It's gonna be a preview,
1: yeah. Well, we'll context,
0: we'll have it. to preview. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna be a packed show. And it's all on the final day of the year. mm mm-hmm. Ra- mm-hmm. So rain in the new year with Ring Post Radio.
1: Yeah, baby. Make sure you subscribe. Because next week we're gonna be talking about stardom Nagoya Big Winter. Probably more CM Punk news. If we're feeling desperate, NXT deadline. If we're CM feeling punk gone
0: raw, see what does CM Punk say?
1: Yeah, if we're feeling more desperate than NXT deadline, MLW one shot, Alex Kane versus Matt Cardona, get into it.
0: We will not be that desperate. I will make sure we're not that desperate.
1: <laughs> we'll see you all next week for whatever we got for this show. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Ring Post Radio. Wherever World
0: Tag at. League Final. All right, bye.
1: Bye. Countdown provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countdown Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout.